0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. In
1: 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history.
2: Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
3: Now, P.W. Torch and
2: Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for Wade's interview with one of Pro Wrestling's newsmakers. On today's Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast interview classic, we're jumping back 10 years to a February 2013 interview with Matt Hardy. In this interview, we talked about the health of the indie scene at that time and what is being done well and not so well these days on the indie scene, plus his reaction to immersing himself in ROH and the indie scene in recent months. We also had live caller questions throughout on a range of topics, including people who have been inspired by Matt through his online messages and his interaction with fans. In the previously VIP exclusive after show, Matt answers email questions, including backstage stories on Kurt Henning, Kurt Henning's final match before his death, by the way, was against Matt Hardy. Also, backstage stories on the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. He also reacts to the breaking news that his brother Jeff signed a long-term deal with TNA. Why did he sign with TNA? Does it mean he won't go back to WWE? And more. Great insight from Matt on a big career decision from Jeff. Plus, Matt talks about Jeff's lifestyle changes. So that is today's weight Keller Processing Podcast interview classic for Saturday, February 25th, 2023. Let's get to it. Welcome to the PW Torch Livecast. I am Wade Keller, editor and publisher of the Pro Wrestling Sports Newsletter since 1987, and also PW since 1999, and now PW Torch app, free app for iPhone, iPad, Android, Amazon Kindle Fire, Windows Phone, and several international carriers. And also, for the past three plus years, host of the PW Torch Livecast. It is Friday. February 8th, 2013, and that means it is Interview Friday. And I am pleased to introduce a return guest to this program, Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt, welcome back. Thanks for joining us today.
4: All right, man. Good deal. Thanks for having me. Merry That's Friday.
2: Great. Excuse me?
4: I said Merry Friday.
2: Oh, Merry Friday. Yes, very very good. Um, I want to uh, let people know we're taking live calls. It's an open format. Um, we are in uh, Royal Rumble and uh, kind of Royal Rumble to WrestleMania mode. So if you would like, and we'll be doing this every week with our guest, if you have any specific questions about WrestleMania, you can ask for Matt's opinion on what's going on this year. Uh, you can also ask him about his WrestleMania memories. And since we're only a, a couple of weeks past it, if you're also interested in, in asking about the Royal Rumble, since that's fresh on our mind, um, you can talk, about, uh, talk to Matt about his history in the Royal Rumble. So we can kind of make it a, a seasonal time as far as that goes. But we really are, uh, and, and Matt is too, we're open to uh, whatever Subjects you want to bring up, the show is about you, and we welcome you giving us a call. The phone number is 646-721-9828, 646-721-9828. You can call right now and get through. We also uh, invite email questions, and you can send emails to pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com, pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. Uh, Matt, first uh, I, I want to throw to you and just ask, what are you up to these days since you were last on the show? Um, are, are, you're uh, obviously doing indie shows and that kind of thing, but update listeners on on what's going on in in your world.
4: Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, staying busy, but uh, you know, keeping a very sane, healthy schedule. Uh, yeah. Very happy, very healthy. Got got a lot of little things I'm working on that uh, you know are outside of wrestling that. You know, hopefully I can talk about it in the next six eight months. Uh, but right now, as far as wrestling goes, I'm having a blast with uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. I'm Really enjoying what I'm doing with those guys, and they, they've been a, just just been great to work with, and uh, just the the crop of talent there is amazing. Their, their whole roster is so so talented, so good, and uh, so enthusiastic about wrestling. So it's a lot of fun. The whole the whole character and the persona, you know, uh, am kind of playing there is is a lot of fun and very enjoyable. And uh, you know, just just wherever it may be, uh, you know, coming up this weekend, I have PWS tomorrow night. Uh, the following weekend, I have a FWE uh, a TLC match. Myself, Carlito, Tommy Dreamer, a couple guys I, I really dig and like and respect a lot. Um, just just staying really busy, doing a, you know, trying to hit all the all the big stops across across the U.S. right now. You know, it's, I'm trying to do as much as I can do without overworking myself, without being under contract. So, it, it's yeah. fun
2: and enjoyable. Now, how what has surprised you about the the last? you know, three, six, nine months of being, getting yourself out there again, full-fledged, and, and trying to have a manageable schedule, but see what's out there. Is Do you consider it, uh, a, you know, Ring of Honor, it's sort of indie, it's sort of not. I mean, they're on, you know, television in a lot of markets, and, and uh, they're certainly the biggest indie promotion, if we're going to call them indie. But how would, you, how would you rate the health of the indie scene, and, and has anything surprised you about it now that you've re-immersed yourself in it?
4: You know, it's it, it, it's funny, and I say this a lot to to several people that I work with or talk to or people that are friends of mine in the business. It, it is funny how you do get in a bubble once you're in a WWE environment, you know, even, yeah. I guess, a TNA environment. Until I kind of got out of all that, you kind of forget about what I was going on. And with the indies, you know, and I have this discussion with, uh, with Hurricane quite a bit, you know, there is some really good stuff out there. There are guys who really work hard and bust their ass to promote and really tw- try and put on a good quality show from top to bottom. Uh, there's also great fans that are super supportive of their products and their local guys, you know regardless if they have you know global television status or not yep. uh and there there's also uh a lot of bad indies out there you know which really not intentionally done, but you know they just don 't really know what they're doing or they like experience, and you know there 's a lot of guys out there that need to work with guys that are better than them you know have worked on a higher level or better level to for them to improve so it's it's a real big mix, but I do see right now I think you know, still, so if you're going to have an indie promotion, if you're going to have a show, and you're going to do well, you have to promote your hardest within like a 20 mile radius. That's where the majority mm-hmm. of your fan base is going to come for for that evening, if they're going to buy a ticket and come to your show. But just the the power of the world wide web and the, and the way it's grown, especially social media with Twitter, Facebooks, and so on and so on, helps out a lot because now, especially, I think if you bring someone one in like me who is uh, matt Hardy and, and has been blessed to have so many years on you know a uh, strong television you know they can be people that can figure out you're somewhere in Chicago and they're about you two and a half hours away and they hadn't seen you in seven or eight years and they're willing to make that drive so it helps I think with the the promotions a lot and there there's a lot of stronger independent promotions now I think that are running pretty regularly once twice a month and uh i th- I think there is a possibility that it could almost get back to like a not a territory age but an age where there are territorial promotions where guys can go and 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 learn from guys that are better there. There's experienced veterans, some on the way up, some that are on the way down. You know, some that uh, <clears throat> some shows that actually you go and, and you're going to make money at, and you're going to benefit, and you're going to get to wrestle in front of a good crowd. So I, I think it's doing better in that extent.
2: Yeah, that, that's really interesting. I did get a couple comments from people having a little trouble hearing you. I don't know if there's a way to either speak up or uh, adjust your mic, but. Um, I'm, I'm hearing you okay, but we have got a couple of listener comments, so
4: okay, I'll try, to... turn it, I'll try and uh, turn it up a little bit.
2: Sure, that'd be great. Um, as far as uh, you, you talked about some indie peop- some indie promoters are making uh, doing things well, others are making mistakes. What are some of the mistakes that indie promoters make, whether especially if they're new to the uh, new to promoting indie wrestling? Uh,
4: I, 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 a problem I see way too often is uh, too many matches on a show, uh, too many talents are booked. Uh, too much going on uh, in the first couple matches of a show, considering you know the people are waiting around for a main event. Because, because once again, like a match has a structure, especially once it's a match that really means something or a main event level match. There's a structure, you know. There's a way to start, depending on kind of like what your back story is, and, and it's a building process the whole while. Because yeah. the essential, you know, the essence and, and the essential part of our business is that it's storytelling. When it's all said and done, if you can do really cool moves and, and you're highly athletic during the process of that, that's great, but you can get by just telling a story if it's done the right way and you do it appropriately. And I think a show matches that. A show should be good storytelling from the beginning to the end, and it should continually pick up until you get to whatever your featured attraction is. Uh, a, a show recently, which uh, you know I have a very small hand in, but the majority of it was done by Hurricane Shane Helms, was the uh, sort of the Omega reunion show where we uh, had the Chinlock for Chuck show. And it, it was a great show. The first match was a, a guy who used to wrestle with us in Omega, his son, and another guy on a Cruiserweight match. And we told them to tone it down where they thought it would be boring. But it was just the right thing to open up the show. It was very exciting, really good match. And then the show built until the very end where you had a real star-studded eight-man tag where myself and Jeff teamed for the first time in a couple years. James yeah. Storm was there. Hurricane against uh, Gunner from TNA. Lodi, C.W. Anderson, and Steve Carino, you know, and, and just the whole while, it, 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 there was a real good ladies' match, there was uh, a great tag match with Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander, just the structure of the show was real, was built really good, and you could tell, because, I, the you know, the show lineup was ran by me, and, you know, I said, oh, well, I think this is good, or this, or maybe we should switch this, it, it's just, it's all storytelling, even the show, and, and I think the fans over were there had a great time, and it ended up being a great deal, there were legitimately 1100 paid on a Tuesday night for a great cause, you know, so it 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 was a great show all the way around.
0: If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause.
2: One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, low.
5: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
6: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Now, I, I, I thought it was interesting you said that you want to concentrate your advertising in a 20 mile radius, and and that makes total sense. And it probably depends on the town too. Some towns, people are used to driving 30 miles or 40 miles, but in general people aren't most people aren't gonna even know about the show or drive a really long distance for indie wrestling. But it seems like like you said, social media allows people who are fans of a specific wrestler to know when that wrestler is coming to a town, maybe not so near them, but like you said, two and a half hour driving distance. So with that as a setup, what how how important is social media to drawing in two ways? One Keeping in touch with your core fan base. If you're a indie promoter in a certain city or certain state, how important is it to have people like you on Facebook, follow you on Twitter, or build up an email list uh, in any other avenue? How important is that, and how different is that than it was back when you were doing indie wrestling, you know, twenty five or you know, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago?
4: Yeah, it's extremely important, just because once again. You know, some of the guys that, you know, the, the different, you know, I, I deal with so many different promoters now. And then, the, you know, there's a few talents that, you know, kind of are on the same loop as me that I stay in touch with. You know, and if you are going to bring a, a John Morrison to your show or a Hurricane or a Goldust, you know, the, fir- the more you can get that word out there, you're never, you know, it, you never know who's going to show up depending on, you know, if it's, it's a popular guy that's had a lot of television time. You know, it it, it really opens up uh a lot of new business for you. And I think the secret is, if you bring me into a show, like, you know, once once again, I have PWS coming up. They're a little different. They're very star-studded. Uh, they they have huge lineups always. For instance, say, uh, I'm doing 2CW in a couple weeks. I just did a promo for them, so they're fresh on my mind.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, 2CW, which is Squared Circle Wrestling out of Syracuse, New York. I think if they bring a Matt Hardy in, they use a lot of Ring of Honor guys. They have a lot of the regular guys. I think if you bring Matt Hardy fans into that, into that building, into that town, and that show, into that promotion. I think a, a a big deal is like having a great quality show where Matt Hardy fans that came there specifically to see me, or go like, well, I really like this guy. Well, I really like Edwards, uh, you know, Eddie Edwards, yep. or you know, I'm a big Kevin Steen fan now that I've seen him wrestle, or you know, I like Colin Delaney, you know, whoever the regulars are there, obviously. Uh, I think social media helps out great with that. I think you can build new fan bases by, you know, bringing in a gold dust somewhere. And you might have someone drive from a couple hours away to see to see Dustin. And then, you know, if there's new guys on the show that are up-and-coming guys, you know, that have never been out of that territory, out of that region, you know, they might see them say, oh, well, cool, I want to know where this guy's wrestling next. They follow them on Twitter or on Facebook, and they keep up with them. And that's how you build fan bases, I think. Um, uh, you, the, the, you, the big deal, I, I hit yeah. the 20-mile radius. I, I've seen this too, Wade, where... Uh, there's one guy who I, I, I work for, uh, has money and he, he brings in talent every show, but I think the majority of the advertising, almost solely all the advertising he does is on Twitter, Facebook, and, and maybe his website, and then he wonders why he doesn't have the crowds that other places have, you know, a lot of times I go to work at places where there's six, seven, eight hundred people, you know, sometimes up to eleven or twelve hundred. You know, and, and that's re- that's really good. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of the independent shows I do draw what TNA does on a pretty regular basis for house shows. Yeah. I think TNA also suffers from this same problem because I think they go, well, we're on TV, we'll advertise on TV, people will show up there. I still think you have to hit that town. Because the people in the town are who are going to come to your show. And not everybody always watches the TV product, but if they do see a poster, or they hear about it on the radio, or they see whatever kind of advertisement it is, just to let them know that wrestling's coming there. And, it, and TNA should always do well on house shows, they have such a, a, an amazing. Roster, you know, they, they should always do well. I think what hurts them on house shows is they don't locally advertise strong in that 20 to 25 mile radius.
7: Yeah.
4: I, I I skipped a point over the the guy who I said that you know wanted to draw better. He draws typically 150 to to 200 people, and he was wondering what he's got to do to get some or something. I said, well, what do you do locally? Do you, do you do radio advertisements? Do you have like the students in your school, whatever, do stuff locally? Posters, flyers? Do you really get out and try and get sponsors? Community? He said, No, I just. You know, I, 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 I'm, i you know, individually, you know, and uh, wealthy on my own, so I just kind of advertise it through here and, you know, pay the guys to come in. I'm just hoping to build an audience. And I said, well, you're missing out because you're going to have people come from distances maybe to catch these stars you bring in, but the people that are in this 20 to 25-mile
2: radius, that is going to be your fan base. That's the people you have to work hard to get in the building. Yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, you are an authority on indie wrestling, and just to put it in perspective, for people who, I, I think most people who know you know your past and your roots, but... Omega Pro Wrestling, on February 13th, so next week, will be the 15th anniversary of this indie show. (laughs) See if you remember this, Matt. I bet you do. Uh, Through an estimated, according to our correspondent, 275 people in Sanford, North Carolina, Uh, Jeff Hardy beat Nightstick Eddie Brown, Steve Carino and Joey Matthews beat T.C. Grims and Bobby Burnett, Kid Dynamo beat Slash Walker, Uh, Kid Vicious and Mike Maverick beat Steve Carino and Joey Matthews, and will o the Wisp. Beat vicious Mike Green, and you were the promoter. Ring a bell? Uh-huh.
4: Uh, absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fun. Fun to look back. So, yeah, you have. I mean, you're a great person to talk to about indie wrestling because you've seen it so many, so many, so many ways. How, uh, my final question. Then we're going to go to phone calls and email questions. So uh, feel free to give us a call six four six seven two one nine eight two eight. Talk about anything you want. We'll uh, get the calls in just a minute. Well, how are indie fans different today than fifteen years ago? Uh, just much
4: more educated. Yeah. Uh, that goes for the wrestling fan in a whole uh, And it's just evolution uh, Not only just evolution of the business and, and the fan But it's just evolution of society and the times I mean, now there's, you know, you know people You know, say kayfabe and protect the business And there is, I, I still fully believe You can never understand the wrestling business in its entirety Unless you have been in a ring and you've taken bombs And you've worked on some sort of uh, full time schedule, you know not where i 'm saying you wrestle twice you know a year or whatever say i've wrestled for six years if you 've wrestled you know once a week for several years or a couple times a week or you 've worked for a WWE, or you worked for a wcw this that anything you know or if you 've been in the office and you 've been in the in the trenches with this that 's truly the only way you understand. How hard it is to to succeed in this business, and how hard it is to do, and you know, the, and yeah. and, the, and the ups and downs, and and why, what what is really really good about this? There are people on the outside, which I I would say you, I would say some you know some some other guys in this business who have always fought it close. You've talked to a lot of guys, and and you rub and you gain knowledge, and you try to be very fair with it, and you do have a pretty accurate assessment in in most things that go on. But still, I think until you've crossed that line and actually been in the ring and worked and been on the road like on a full time schedule, it's hard to get the the full one hundred percent. Uh, you know, grasp of everything that was on the business. With that being said, uh, all the information that is out there uh, about the business is so accessible now. It's at everyone's fingertips. You go online, you get on a computer. Everyone's got a computer. Everyone's got a smartphone. All the information you're looking for is right there. So it's easy for get for people to get this information. You know, and 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 sometimes it, it, it can. It, it, to me now, it's just like I'm. I'm I just feel so evolved or so past it. It's funny when people who get bits and pieces of information from, you know, a wrestling journalist like yourself or, you know, Mike Johnson or whoever, you know, they formulate their own opinions about why this match was good or this match was bad or what was wrong with this or why this guy sucks, why this guy shouldn't be getting paid what he is, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for some guys it's frustrating because they're very passionate about it. And then once you get to kind of an evolved state, I think you just got kind of to look at it and laugh or kind of, you know, pass over because you understand that, you know, like it's just wrestling, and and I love wrestling to death, and I take it serious. But once again, it's just not the end all, be all for me. uh... So the wrestling fans are just a lot more educated, a lot more smart. I would still say if Omega was around today, if, if we were those same kids doing then what we were doing today, it wouldn't be anywhere near as you know quote legendary as it is, you know, or or so hype. Because I think we we had a lot of guys who were really athletic, and we were young, you know, we were young, and we were real motivated. Everyone worked hard to make it a good show. But you know, we just didn't have the knowledge or we didn't have anyone there with experience to really tell us like what we do as far as like a storytelling aspect. I mean it truly was. Like if if you look at a, a promotion that is, you know, more focused on the quality uh of the in ring athletics in a match as opposed to the storytelling, that's kind of what Omega was in those days. But there but, but, but the passion behind it was undeniable, no doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah, no that that's all interesting. I you know, you talk about how you have to be in wrestling to Really, fully have that full spectrum of understanding, and, and I can't disagree. Dave Meltzer back in the '90s, and I would talk about this: how nobody understands what doing a newsletter is like unless you've done it. You know, unless sure. you've done a weekly newsletter to deadline and dealt with the pressure of talking to people in wrestling, and then having them read what you write and having them hold you accountable, or talk. It's like and and having to deal with the marketing. It's just like there's so many facets to running your own business, and also then add to it the wrestling business, and the the the, the jobs that we did. So we we would always joke about that that nobody really understands such a small circle of people who fully fully appreciate any occupation that you have. But when it's something that's a niche job like I do, that's in a partic that has a particular set of things that makes you realize nobody really understands exactly what it's like. And I can absolutely see where you're coming from as a wrestler. There are things that you would think you would get, but until you're, you walk in those shoes about what it's like to be a wrestler and experience it in a lot of different ways to fully understand the business. I mean, that's why you're a great guest on shows like this, too, to talk about it, because you've seen it from so many different sides. You promoted indie wrestling when, you know, 15 years ago you are promoting indie shows, and now you're, you know, you've gone in so many different places and, and done so many different things that I don't think there's as many, there's many people, including a lot of people in WWE, who can talk about as many facets of this industry as you can. At yeah, least I mean, with authority, been, you know, <laughs> with credibility and authority. Well, thank you, but I mean, it, it's it's definitely been. Uh, I've had an amazing
4: life, and I've had a lot of yeah. experiences, and, and no, no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, I've I've seen a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so it's 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 it, it's fun to, to to be able to sit back, you know, and and just kind of once you, uh, once you appreciate life so much and you kind of get out of the bubble of being a star so to say you know and you just appreciate life and you enjoy life and you can kind of you can kind of step into that role but then you can step out of it, it just it, it, it's great because it kind of opens up your eyes and just lets you view things a lot more honestly a lot more candidly and and just a, a lot more fairly as well
2: you can support us on patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed, the Weight Killer Processing Podcast, Weight Killer Processing post shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out. Patreon.com slash VIP. That's patreon.com slash PWtorch VIP. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon.
5: Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the three-weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com.
1: That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BTW, void, We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, you, you mentioned that the fans are more educated at indie shows, that they're, that, that they're more informed, and everything's at their fingertips. Does the fact that fans going to an indie show today compared to 15 years ago know more about the wrestling industry dras- drastically change what goes on from the beginning to the end of the show? And, and, and this is a, a, a debatable topic, and I've talked to people about this on this show before. Just because fans know pro wrestling isn't UFC, it's not you know it's that that there's that it's a show. Just because they know that, I don't think it means they want to be reminded of that during the show. And it seemed like at least for a while, and I think we're starting to see people move away from it promoters and wrestlers felt like it was insulting the intelligence of their customer base to not constantly remind them that we know that you know that what we're doing isn't on the up and up in the way that, you know, an MMA fight is. And to uh, me, I don't want to go to a movie or go to a play or, or, you know, be reminded of that constantly. You know, I don't want to get immersed in a book and have the author then break away and start telling me, well, at this point I debated whether I wanted to do this with this character, but I, as you'll see on the next page, I decided to stick with this instead. Like, you don't want to break that – that story that we're buying into at that moment. On the indie scene, how do you feel about that? Because I think indie fans maybe are different than a WWE house show fan in terms of what they expect. And so when you're putting – when you're uh, on a slot on a show or you're promoting a show, do you take into consideration that we have to treat these fans differently because they expect to be talked to on a different level?
4: You know, I uh, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, especially yeah. as far as like uh, – you know if you're wanting to watch a wrestling show and be entertained via a wrestling show that that's what we do uh yeah. there there might be different special specialty shows that might be a, a part of your machine in some way where you might kind of peek back the curtain a little bit and let them in a little bit uh, the, the the best ex, the example i give all the time uh more than anything else I, i'm huge into tv now i'm a huge tv fan um i never watched tv when i was on road never had time to yeah but, there's a lot of good stuff instance, waiting for you wasn't there
8: uh, right yeah the, <laughs>
4: the, the, the walking dead where you know you have in the Walking Dead universe, zombies exist. Yep. And, you know, they give you these parameters. Okay, zombies exist. It was the apocalypse. These people live. This is, you know, how they get infected. or this, They turn to a zombie only if they're bitten or they're scratched. If the, you know, if the blood or goo get on them, they don't. But, I mean, you get the whole thing, and they set the parameters for the Walking Dead universe, and they stick to those parameters very strictly yep. and yep. very smartly, and their writing is off the charts. Now, I guarantee you when people watch it, there's not times during that show where they go, yeah, I was really entertained by that, but damn, it's just a TV show because Warren did. No, they want to be entertained. Wrestling is no different. Uh, at the end of the day, wrestling could vary a little bit just because you have people that are real people when they when they walk out, and on TV and wrestling rings, they're portraying real people, but when it's all said and done, they're portraying a character, and it's almost just like that's a taped fictional television show. That's what we do wrestling, and that's what's unique about wrestling because it's such a blurred combination. Yeah. Although it's portrayed as real life, it's still a fictional show, so that's what makes it sports-slash-entertainment. But if you say this is the WWE Universe and these are the parameters we've set, and you stay within those parameters, people want to be entertained. You know, they don't want to see, you know, slip-ups where you go, oh, well, this character is not going to do this because of so-and-so, so-and-so. It's just like in The Walking Dead seeing the boom coming to the shot, and they say stop, and then the zombie stops being a zombie and starts acting like a regular human being, oh, sorry, can I have some coffee? You know, and it's very similar to that. And also, because the fans are so smart and there's so much information accessible to them, you can't can't, uh, insult the audience either. I think there's, you know, there was an issue like, you know, off the top of my head, first thing I think of is when they had the the raw general manager, uh, the anonymous raw general manager, the the computer guy, and they went on for like a year, and then that just kind of stopped, and they never paid it off, and like, if you ask your viewers to invest in something emotionally for so long, and you don't get my payoff. Ugh. You know, it's just,
7: yeah.
4: it, it's, it's one of those things, and, and, and that's the things that, you know, that, that that aggravate me. That's what bothered me about wrestling, because I think the viewer is very intelligent now. There's so much information accessible to them. And, you know, wrestling, I don't think it necessarily just competes. Like, it's not like a WWE TNA and a thing now. I think wrestling competes with a lot of WWE competes with The Walking Dead. I agree. It's great quality television. All yeah. that stuff competes. Back when the ratings were up and they had the ratings war, there was very few great television programs on, and there were a lot less channels at that point too. Like ratings will never be up at the level where they were before. Um, and I'm just going to throw this out where I say it too. Also, sometimes wrestling fans just don't get it all the way, especially from a standpoint like with the WWE thing. I know so many people were upset about you know like Rock beating Punk that were smarter fans, you know, because Punk had this title reign. Punk had an amazing title reign. Nothing's going to change that. Punk has done amazing. He's been a standout. But by him working against Rock, because Rock is a legitimate star across the board on every level, not just because of wrestling fans and in the wrestling industry, I mean, see, Punk became a bigger star because he was even in the ring with Rock and wrestling with Rock. And Rock having the title, obviously, it drew a rating the next day. It just gets people talking about it. Maybe not to a level that, you know, it's going to go back into a a, a 7 rating, and that's not going to happen, but it is going to be good for the product, especially what they're doing now, trying to be a more mainstream thing and i think if you want to be a mainstream serious entertainment company you have to stay within the parameters of your universe and you also can't insult your fan and uh, your your fans and your followers because once again it's a fictional tv show you just need to stay very consistent with your your stories and, and everything that's going on and
2: i think that's great and i agree a hundred percent with what you said and i think on on rock punk it was fascinating the the, the reaction to that and, and I don't think it's only this, because I don't, I don't think everybody's reaction was based only on this. But I think WWE has been in a habit now, in TNA too, of telling the fans, our job, on the air, our job is to entertain you. And to me, that should go without say. Because to me, what's entertaining is me standing back and looking down at this universe. Whether, you know, like you talk about the Walking Dead universe, the WWE universe that they create. I want to look down on it and feel privileged that I get to watch this story being told of these athletes fighting each other to try to win titles and settle grudges. I don't want, in the middle of that, the promoter to look up and say, this is all about you, we're here to entertain you. Like To me, I, don't, I feel like that's patronizing, first of all, and I think it, it's counterproductive to the show, because what makes me feel most entertained is the idea, maybe the notion that these matches would be happening whether I was here or not. I'm just privileged to get to watch them. But when they start telling me, oh, everything we do, Vince McMahon says it, Booker T says it, we're just here to entertain you and draw ratings, I think you instill in the fan base a belief that if something happens, such as Punk losing to Rock, that they don't like, they, now I think they feel like the promoter stopped entertaining them that the promoter isn't listening to them anymore. And I think it has changed the mindset of the fan that instead of sitting back and watching and going on the roller coaster ride, they actually react. I've been fascinated by the reaction from two weeks ago. They actually are, like, really, really upset that they feel betrayed that WWE took the belt off of Punk, not realizing it's part of an ongoing story with Punk. And this is a really good chapter in the the story of of both CM Punk and The Rock.
4: Absolutely. I mean, and and Punk is, is so good in, like, how... Punk is a person placed perfectly yeah. into the character he is now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he really is like, you know, as a person. If you know, if you like him, great. If you don't, he doesn't care. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's like right. his argument to go out and do this is it's just perfect. And you know, the things he says, his promos. You know, like I don't watch every raw, but once I catch his stuff, is 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 great. It's, it's really really good. Whether you yeah. you like the guy or you don't like the guy, his stuff has been great. Uh, Rock coming back is is been very beneficial. And WWE. Some of the stuff I've seen in the last couple of weeks has been really good because you can tell there's, like, a good energy. There's a good vibe, like they're on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, for instance, what you were saying a minute ago when you, you were saying, you know, I, I don't want people to say, like, oh, well, we're here to entertain you. These guys do it for you. They make the sacrifices for you. I think that is something someone can acknowledge in a DVD or, you know, when you're revisiting yeah. someone's history. Yep. But, like, uh, when Brock came out the other night and, and dropped Vince, and, you know, and the fans are going, like, oh, shit, <laughs> that's what you're looking for. That's yeah. how you're entertained. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. those those moments when, you know, when – Vince was first stunned by Stone Cold. I remember I was shocked because I knew at that time when he was the owner. I was like, "Oh my God!" That was all, you know. I mean, that—that's the stuff that I think everyone should be working
2: to get. 100% agree. With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link and you click on it and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed. With a VIP membership, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. pwtorch.com slash go All right, well, let's go to the phone calls. Time uh, just, just flying by on the show. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm Wade Keller, host of the PW Torch livecast. Uh, my guest is Matt Hardy uh, today. And uh, last week, Matt, you, already, you brought up our, our uh, guest from last week. Uh, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, he was on last week for uh, uh, close to two hours, including the VIP After Show, but close to an hour and a half or about an hour and a half on the free show. If uh, anybody listening didn't hear last week's interview, we've had rave reviews from listeners. They really, really enjoyed uh, Dustin and what he had to say. It was only uh, five days after he lived out a dream, which was battling his brother Cody in the Royal Rumble. And we invite you to check that show out. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, just do a search for PW Torch. Our apps and podcast uh, will also pop up at the same time. You can also uh, just uh, log into blogtalkradio.com slash pro wrestling torch and listen to us live. We are the number one sports show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, so if you just go to BlogtalkRadio.com and click on the sports category, you'll see us at the top. Um, and you can also uh, go to our main website, pwtorch.com, which is packed with daily updates, commentary, special features. Our collectibles column uh, just went up today uh, talking about whether Bruno Sammartino's uh, collectibles went up now that he's been announced for this year's Hall of Fame. Uh, but at pwtorch.com, you also get information on our show. We also have an app that's completely free uh, for uh, iPhone and iPad that is just about the livecast, uh, pwtorch livecast. You can download it and listen to our shows, including Last Friday's with Goldust. We are on every single day, Monday through Friday, with a different set of hosts in a different format. We invite you to listen live every day or listen on delay through iTunes, Stitcher, or uh, any other means that you uh, find find works for you. Um, let's uh, go to the phone lines, though. If you want to get line on the phone banks, the number is 646-721-9828. We also invite your emails at pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. Up first is area code eight three two. You are on with Matt Hardy. Please state your name and where you're from. Eight three two. Are you there? Okay. Let's. Uh, oh, eight three two just got just dropped off. All right. Let's go to three one nine. Uh, three one nine. Please state your name and where you're from. This is Andrew from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hey, Andrew. Good to hear from you. What have you got for Matt? Well, for like the last of the past
9: couple of months, like I've been and, like, Matt Hardy was scheduled for a show, and it's, like, every time I saw that, like, the next day I'd always miss it. So it's, like, finally I get to talk to you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah, and you good guys were talking about, like – Yeah, I know, right? And you guys were talking about, like, you know how the WWE says, like, we're here to entertain you. And the no- I think the number one reason – well, not number one, but a big reason why, like, people are not as entertained anymore is because everybody in the ring, they hold back, and they don't deliver like they used to. Because it's, like, when you compare – like how the the attitude era and everything, like you and the Hardy boys. Like I don't remember you guys. Like how you guys were great on the microphone. I don't remember you guys getting over because of a single catchphrase. It was because you guys went out there every single night and busted your ass. Ah, Matt. Do you think? I, right?
4: I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that compliment.
9: <laughs> yeah, and I want to say thank you for everything you've done in the ring, you and Jeff, and all the great matches.
4: Thank you very much. Uh um, very cool.
9: Do
2: you have a question, Andrew, or, or uh or do you just yeah, um,
9: in two thousand in two thousand eight you were the ECW champion. I'm just wondering, like, you know, after everything from everything you accomplished in wrestling, was the E C W championship like a huge accomplishment when you won it? Uh
4: I I think well, so. I mean, you know, a lot of people give that title a lot of grief, but you know, once again in, in wrestling where it's you know, like I've like said earlier, fictional show, I mean, once you become a champion in something and they they obviously have confidence in you. Uh, to allow you to 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 be the champion, so yeah, it, it did mean a lot to me. It's it's harder for anything to mean more than me than the first time Jeff and I won the World Tag Team Titles, you know. And and we have that conversation a lot anyway, just because that was so special. I mean, that was our dream. It, if we went, it, you know, if we won the WWE World Tag Team Titles one time, we could have quit wrestling. You know, everything after that was kind of like extra credit for us. Uh, you know, so that that was really exciting. Uh, Winning the ECW title was was really exciting. You know, everything. The more I look back now, and you know, especially going forwards, like, you know, all those little moments that are meant to be special moments, like really try to soak them in and remember. Sure, your uh, persona or character playing them, but also let the real you enjoy it too because you're succeeding in something. It's like, man, I I, I had a I had a great time at WWE. It wasn't always, you know, how I would have uh, wanted it to be at every you know every day of, of of every year of the whole run. But you know, I I had a great time there, and it was it was a really really fun run.
2: Uh, Matt, do you notice, uh, do you agree with Andrew's premise that wrestlers are holding back today compared to in the past?
4: Well, I I think there's probably a scaling back process. I don't know if it's necessarily that wrestlers are holding back. I think they're kind of shooting for a different style. I mean, I'm still an advocate of, like, you know, TV is where you have to to give the people the majority of your stuff. Uh, I saw CM Punk versus Jericho this week. I thought they had a hell of a match. I thought it was was off the chart. Yeah, um, and I don't think people are holding back on TV, so to say. I think there's a, a different structure now where you don't have guys with the same mentality uh, that there were back then because the attitude era, I, the characters, maybe the styles, Andrew were a lot more different. Uh, 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 they they covered a, a lot wider of a range because now I, I really feel like they kind of you know train people down in NXT or they could send everyone through that procedure i i feel like you take away a lot of the things that make certain town special you know i if jeff and i would have been trained through a developmental territory i don't think you would have you know ever i don't know if you would ever seen the ladder match which eventually you know became the tlc matches because it was myself and jeff that suggested the ladder match we just knew that Asian Christian were two guys that could do it Do it with us. You know, and they gave us that, and people liked it, and it got over. But we had that different style, and we were w- willing to take chances and, and wrestle a certain style because we did that in our background at Omega. But I know now if they see people that have a lot of talent potential, they'll sign them, they kind of go down to FCW for a while. And I I feel like, you know, a lot of their really special traits that got them signed in the first place are kind of stripped away from them, you know. And and, and I think that's why it seems a little more bland now more than anything else. I, I don't think guys are holding back, per se, because I think everyone works hard and everyone busts our ass. I don't think they would be there if, if they didn't. Um, with that same thing being said, in some scenarios, I do like the fact that they don't try and do – Da- matches that are as dangerous as much just because, I mean, we really beat ourselves up by doing table matches on the road or ladder matches on the road or whatever the scenario might be but, you know, I, I think it's really important to work smart. You always have to work hard. You have to work smart. Uh, but when it's all said and done I think you need to make sure you entertain the fans what, whatever it may be and and if there's a part of you that doesn't feel like you're entertained then I don't know if they're doing their job fully. Maybe it needs to be changed in some way, shape, or form.
2: Andrew, I uh, appreciate your call.
9: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for everything. You bet. Thanks, man.
10: Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern.
2: All right, let's go to our uh, next call. If you want to give us a call, you can get in line, 646-721-9828. 440 is up next, followed by 270-267-832. 440, thanks for holding. Please state your name and where you're from. Yep, go ahead, Hello. 440. Yep, you're on. Oh, hi, this is Jason. Hey, Jason, where are you from?
7: I'm from Cleveland, or uh, from Lorain, Ohio, actually. Um, I just had a comment, really, um, like, I've been following Matt for years, and uh, he's just a hell of a guy. Um, and uh, he created a YouTube channel, and it really changed my life. I mean, um, there was a time right before he was in a Money in the Bank match where he was doing a promo for it, and uh, I kind of just related it to all the bad stuff that was going in my life, and it just totally changed me. Because when he went into that match, and he went up and he... Put his hands on that ladder, it changed my life because it made me believe that I could do anything that I ever wanted in life, and uh, I just appreciate him so much for making that for me. I mean, I mean he made it for everybody, but it just it really hit me, and it just created a new me, and I'm a whole new person now i'm I'm not even the same person I used to be. I was going through a lot of sickness that I had to go through, and it just changed me totally. And I appreciate him so much for that, and i always love him for doing that,
0: for giving oh, us all
7: every day in the ring like that. That is a true passion that should be seen everywhere. So Thank that's you. my comment. That's what I wanted to say, and I'll always be following Matt because he's the best. So believe right, it, Matt, man. you are.
4: That uh, that, uh, that that belief, that feeling that you have inside of you, I mean, I could hear the way you said it in your voice that, you know, you can do anything, anything's possible, just try and – Hold on to that, man. It's invaluable, and and it really is through ups and through downs. Just always believe, man. Always be a survivor. Anything's possible, and,
7: and man, yeah. thank you for sharing. Yeah, I mean, we talked we, before. It, it um, we talked before, man. Um, I'm Jason, and I mean, we talk on Twitter all the time, you know. Okay, um, awesome I'm Jason. sure you know who I am.
4: What's your what's your Twitter so, name?
7: Uh, Jason Salvi. Oh
4: God, yes, I absolutely know. Now I got. I know, absolutely.
7: Jason's my guy. Wade, this is my guy, Jason. Yeah, I mean, we've been Uh, talking to each other for a while, and like I said, man, your passion, it just comes to me, man, and it's something about it. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, you've always been my favorite wrestler. You're my favorite Hardy Boy all the time, but, you know, it's just, it's awesome you can inspire people like that, man, because it really changed me. I have a wife and children, and I'm doing my best, and they see it in me. It's awesome, man. So All keep right, doing what you're right, doing, doing because you inspire a lot of people, man. Just keep doing you, what you're God. doing, man.
4: Thank you, man. Thanks, man. God is so good. It's so good to talk to you. I'm so glad that, so glad you called in, man. It's good to hear from you.
2: Oh yeah, I had to, man. You know it. Awesome, Thanks, Jason. We, pre- we appreciate your call, and uh, it, it's great to uh, hear your story. Thank you. You bet.
7: Take care, Jason. Talk
4: to you soon, buddy.
2: Very cool. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our next call here. Two seven zero. Uh, by the way, just on deck after that, it's 267-832-609. Uh, 270, thanks for holding. Please state your name and where you're from.
6: My name is Kimberly.
2: Hey, Kimberly. Where are you from?
6: Uh, Louisville, Kentucky.
2: All right. What have you got for Matt today?
6: Um, I just want to say, Matt, you're a big fan of me uh, mine. Um, I've watched you since, you, you know, when you first started. And, you know, I was wanting to know, do you ever like think you will go back to WWE like wrestling or are you gonna stay with the the other the other uh wrestling you do? Uh
4: I, I, I really don't know. Um, you know, I, I'm just really trying to uh right now, especially last year or so, I've just tried to uh, you know, take care of me and, and be healthy and, and be happy and, and I, I really don't have any uh really hard goals set for the future. I mean if if if, if something magically came up and you know all the you know right things met at one time you know who knows never say never I mean anything could happen just like I was telling uh Jason earlier like I I just try and hold on to that belief that you know anything's possible anything can happen especially as long as you're you're doing things right so uh I would say never say never, <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know if you're there and you have TV. If you have TV and you get a uh, ring of honor, you can go to their website, uh, ROHwrestling.com, if they have television there. I'm I'm on their show weekly, but uh, I appreciate your support and I appreciate your call for sure. And, and like I said, just never say never. You never know where you're going to see Matt Hardy.
2: <laughs> Kimberly, uh, thanks. And another,
4: oh, go ahead, and go another ahead.
6: question real quick. Um, do you think that CM Punk deserved to get his title taken?
4: Um, well, I, I didn't see the I didn't see the uh, pay per view in all actuality. I just kind of I kind of read about it, so uh, I, I don't know if I can fairly uh, you know assess that. You know, I uh, I just heard that the Rock beat him, and I, I I didn't see if it was controversial or not, so I'm not really sure. But
6: it really I, uh, wasn't. It really wasn't the it wasn't really wasn't the Rock that did it. though. the Mister McMahon came out there and told him he was going to get stripped from his title. So has the shield interrupted his match but then the rock told him no, don't do it like that. Let me fight him again so he took then the Rock won the match.
2: Gotcha. Matt let me Matt, let me jump in because I remember your thought, but I wanna I wanna I think one thing's interesting we we're talking about earlier and, and Kimberly yes. used the phrase, was it fair his title was taken from him? And I and I think what's interesting about that, and we've learned a lot I think in the last month about how people look at wrestling and look at titles. And And and, uh, this is a great – what Kimberly brings up, and even the way she asked that question brings up, I think, a really good point. CM Punk, in the last 400-some days that he held that title, he elevated the meaning of of the championship title in a way that I don't think anybody else has accomplished in 10, 15 years. Because of the length of the reign and how he talked about the title, how he coveted the title, and, as Kimberly's pointing out, how he lost the title, I think people who are fans of CM Punk – Feel like it was punishment that Punk lost the title instead of he's a bad guy in wrestling, bad guys lose. And Vince McMahon and all the promoters absolutely love what CM Punk is doing. But part of the story that they want to tell required Rock, the biggest star of all time who drew the biggest buy rate in the history of the industry less than a year ago against John Cena, he needed that title to go into WrestleMania. So that's the story they're telling. But it's not a punishment to CM Punk. He didn't have it taken because he deserved to have it taken. He just had it taken because that's the latest chapter in this magnificent story CM Punk is telling. So on two levels, Matt, I think Kimberly's language is really telling and, and I think really interesting. And two, do you agree that Punk's reign has made people look at titles differently than maybe just two, three, four years ago? I
4: absolutely agree with what you're saying with uh, the with side of the reign. No, no ifs yeah. or buts about it. And uh, I, I also like the fact that you know, Kimberly is very passionate about what she believes about. You know, because that's yep. the that's the kind that's the kind of wrestling fan I wanted. Ed, that's the kind of wrestling
2: fan I in my match. You're the kind of fan I won't have in my back. You know what I mean, Kimberly? She's so she's, uh, it, thank it's, you. It's one of <laughs> and she's the fan that the director is looking for to shoot a camera of in reaction to a match finish the one who really really feels passionately about winning and losing. you know, and, and, uh, and it's it.
4: one of those things Kimberly I don't really know if it was fair or not from the standpoint you're coming from but yeah. I guess it will rumble mm-hmm. in the rematch so it'll all be determined there what happens i mean uh, well, sorry, i elimination see it as like
6: i see it as like if if punk wasn't so like if they didn't make him so evil <laughs> that he could have kept this title as long as he wanted but he 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 had it in his mind that he was the, you know like the biggest person in the world but he can you know he's he's not capable of keeping his emotional emotional in check
2: right kimberly thanks so much for the call appreciate it thank you You're thank you kimberly. Yep. thank You're
4: you uh, I, I appreciate your perspective
2: yeah i know it's it's fun and and it's uh the 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 language people use when they talk about wrestling can tell us a lot about the way the the lens that they look at wrestling through and and uh, it is interesting how that works in the back. Again, the backlash to Punk's loss, it just it comes from so many different directions and people feel so passionately about it. But I think if, if you're WWE, even people who are angry at them, I'm sure there's some who are like, I'm not watching again. But the ones who are angry, I think that's a sign of success that people feel that passionately. But it's also a side effect of WWE making fans think everything we do is for you. And you're going to be happy with every decision we make when it comes to booking. And that's the, That's where it gets into a little bit of a danger zone where people start feeling entitled to have things go exactly how they want them instead of have the ebb and flow and up and down of things going well and not so well for your favorite, whether you're for John Cena or Punk or whomever. Right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. All right, uh, 267, you are up next. Please state your name and where you're from.
6: Tara from Fort Myers, Florida.
2: I didn't catch your first name? Tara. T- uh, Tyler. Yeah. What have you got? Ta- Tara. Oh, Tara. Okay, great. Yep, sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, what have you got for Matt?
6: Um, he, I've been watching Matt since I was like eight years old, and four years ago my sister was severely injured, and I bought one of the shirts, and every time, yeah, I wear it every year that I remember that tragic day, but she's alive, but it just makes me feel like, he made me change of a different perspective of my sister being doing drugs, but now she's clean for four years.
2: Outstanding. Very good. That, that's great. Tara, thanks a lot. have Yeah, go ahead.
6: I had him to thank for I had Matt to thank for because if it wasn't for me watching his YouTube videos, I would be crying every year.
4: Well, I'm uh, I'm glad you're not crying, and I'm glad you sound happy, and I'm glad you enjoy my YouTube videos. Tell everybody else, all your friends, to go to YouTube.com/slash Matt Hardy Brand and check it out. I actually
6: follow you on Twitter.
4: Okay, great. I'll look for you on there.
2: Excellent,
6: Matt. How
4: do how
2: do people follow you on Twitter?
4: Uh, I am on Twitter at twitter.com/slash Matt M-A-T-T Hardy H-A-R-D-Y Brand. And uh, also, you can keep up to date with me with everything I have going on, appearances going forward, big matches, uh, all the stores I have in wrestling, which is a variation of them now, and that's at MattHardyBrand.com. And if you're looking to represent Matt Hardy and uh, show your love, you can get any Matt Hardy uh, item you're looking for at ShopMattHardy.com.
2: Excellent. Uh, Kimberly, appreciate you calling in. Uh, let's go to our next call. By the way, we've got a few more minutes of taking live calls with Matt, so uh, jump on the phone banks now. We're going to try to get through as many as we can, and then we'll uh, shift to some emails uh, as long as Matt is able to stay with us here. Uh, we'll go to uh, – or let me get the numbers one more time. 646-721-9828. I'm Wade Keller, host of the daily PW Torch livecast. We're here every day, Monday through Friday. We're on 530 Eastern, 230 Pacific time, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday – Wednesdays and Fridays, we have special guests on the show. Wednesday, Pat McNeil, always hosts on Wednesdays, his guest was Snitsky, Gene Snitsky. Uh, You can check that out also on uh, the Blog Talk Radio Network at Pro Wrestling Torch, and uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us in iTunes, as I noted earlier. Mondays, the show is on at a different time. It's on in the hour before Raw. Bruce Mitchell and Travis Bryant host that show, and they invite your phone calls. All right, let's go next to 832, and then on deck is uh, 609 and 862. 832, thanks for holding. Please state your name and where you're from. Thanks for holding. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name's Billy. I'm from Western Houston, Texas. Hey Bill, what have you got for Matt today? Hey
3: Bill, what have you got for Matt today? I got a
2: question for Matt Hardy. Yeah, if you can turn down if you can turn down the volume on your uh, audio there, that'd be real helpful. Is that better? Yep, go ahead, Bill. Thanks.
9: Okay. So Matt. Yes. Have you
2: ever gotten
3: your dick stuck in a shampoo bottle?
2: All right. Let's go next to uh Eric code 609. Thanks for holding 609. Please state your uh, name and where you're from. I have the last 15 or 20 years. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm Julian from New Jersey. Uh, John, I'm sorry, what's your name? Julian from New Jersey. Julian, I was laughing at uh, Matt's joke. Go ahead, what have you got? Yeah, I'm in fact uh, the host of Sports Kingdom here
9: on Blog Talk Radio. I just wanted to ask Matt real fast. Uh, Matt, do you think the special thing about TNA, and you know, despite the criticism TNA gets all the time, I just wanted to ask you, do you think the special thing about TNA is that most characters like Jeff Hardy and others aren't really too back by um, officials at all over at TNA?
4: I I can notice a difference in the product. Uh, I, I can see a difference in the product because of that. Um, you know, I think that the X division is a is a, a true representation of that uh, because the you know the WWE even when they had the cruiserweight division, you you never saw that sort of performances like. I I don't think a cruiserweight division WWE would ever really have been allowed to have guys that weren't bigger stars or had the name power to go out and just kind of do whatever and you know, try to steal the show or, like, woe the crowd as much as an, an X Division match would, would be able to. So I I do see a little bit of a difference in that, and, and I think in some ways that's that's good with TNA, and I think in some ways it it needs to be controlled, too, because uh, something I was talking about at the beginning of the interview is that, you know, the whole show from the beginning to the end, you know, is is a story in, in, in a lot of ways, and you want to have a building process so that, you know, what the fans, the majority of the fans, not everyone, but what they are mainly paying to see, which is your main event or your your top couple main events, they really need to stand out to to be better than some of the other matches. Uh but also with that being said, I'm an advocate of like I don't want to see matches get out of control in the first one, two, three matches, but I do want them to go out and and work as hard as they can in whatever parameters of the story they have and, and try and try and steal the show. I don't think anything's wrong with that, you know, but there you know, there's a reason guys, you know, shouldn't go off a twenty foot ladder through four tables in the first match. You know, if people are all paying to see the main event, so I, I think in some ways it, it benefits CNA. And I think, as you know, once again their growing pains continue. Uh, down down the road, they might need to, you know, just be a little more, keep that in check a little more, control it just a little more. But I, I think now it's 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 it, it's okay, just because it kind of keeps them a little different than WWE. All right. Well,
2: cool. thanks, guys. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. All right. Uh, let's go to. Oh, you know, one one thing on that note, Matt. I I bring this up a lot. I think that it, it's under the influence of the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, the type of athleticism you guys and others who were around at that time who were smaller than the biggest massive muscular guys at that point added something to the WWF product when it overtook Nitro that I think is underrated in the same way that I think part, a really important part of making Nitro and successful and wrestling cool again was Rey Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon, the Eddie Guerrero, the, the, the more athletic smaller guys. And I compare it to watching a basketball game in the NBA if it were all centers and power forwards. It's not the same thing as watching a game where point guards are out there, too, doing what point guards do well, you know, great passes, driving to the basket. And, and I like that diversity in a wrestling product, and I think wrestling is most successful when it has it. It seems like WWE, even lately, doesn't have as much of that as I think would be ideal. And, and TNA has, you know, kind of is up and down in that regard. Uh, how important do you think it is, Matt, to have that diversity of styles on every show, even if it's slotted in a less than made event spot? Is that still really important, or, or, or not really? It, it really is all about the main event and the in in the big names. No,
4: it's, it's usually important. Uh, I, once again, as I said before, when I was talking about if I do any show where uh, Dreamwave Wrestling, huh, for instance, uh, they're in LaSalle, Illinois. Uh, south of Chicago, I, I worked there, and I was like the only name on the show, and they drew their biggest house we ever had, and you know it wasn't necessarily because it was because of me, but because they promoted real well. I wrestled their guy who was like their top, you know, star, their top local indie star, so we were excited about the match. But uh, w- you know, w- once again, once all been done, if there were new fans that came out to watch that show. You know, because they knew I was there, there were old Hardy Boys fans, whatever it may be. I'm sure they took some stuff from the show that night because it was a great show from top to bottom where they said, wow, this was an awesome show. It was cool. I came here to see Matt Hardy, but I'd like to come back to see wrestler A, B, and C next time they're here in this venue. And I think the same thing goes with, uh, you know, with a WWE or a, a TNA product. I mean, you might tune into TNA to see Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Roode, whoever, but then, you know, you might catch, you know, a... Kenny King or, you know, who is Zima Ion, whoever it might be, and they they catch your eye, then you become a fan of those guys. It's, it's yeah. a building process. But at the same time, I think you want to show a respect, and there's still like a, a a building process, for the whole show, where you really want whatever your main event is, which people have paid to see, you want them to be... Uh you know, after they've watched that, you want them to go, wow, I am satisfied. You know, I am happy. And and there's there's a certain way to do that, but I think also it's it's a very fine art to be able to, to build the show and make the whole show good, kind of get a whole procedure going and still make the main event great. Very cool.
2: Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Weight Killer Processing Podcast, Weight Killer Processing Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also hear the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits, all the bonus content and the ad-free listening experience. pwtorch.com/govip Uh, let's go to our next call here, 862. You're up next, and then 805 is on deck. 862, please state your name and where you're from.
3: Kylan from New, New Jersey.
2: Hey, Kylan, thanks for calling. What have you got for us today? Kylan's a regular.
3: Oh, okay, I have a couple of things for that here. Question number one, was your WWE return p- planned before or at- after your Initial run in Ring of Honor in 2005.
4: Um, okay, I, th- I think I heard your question. I can barely hear you. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah. But uh, first off, you said you're in Newark, New Jersey. How's the snow there?
3: Not, not bad yet, but right. we're, we're not expected to really. There's a, there's a big storm coming out. I I to...
4: until later tonight, so. Right. Um, I had the Ring of Honor stuff booked before I had negotiated to go back to WWE at that time. And uh, the way the timeline ended up working, the Ring of Honor stuff I was going to do before. But then before I ever got to my first Ring of Honor match, I was already uh, negotiating. Everything was worked back out for me to, to start back. So I actually started back on WWE TV by running in right before my first Ring of Honor match. So i I I I think this should answer your question. I think you're looking kind of asking a timeline question, so that's yep. how the
2: official history of that goes. And, Colin, what's your other question?
3: And my other question was with some of your contemporaries such as Road Road Dog and and Billy Gunn being hired in either agent or trainer capacity. If you don't return to WWE in an an in-ring role, do you see yourself becoming an agent or maybe helping
4: in developmental one day down the road?
7: Thanks,
2: Kylan.
4: Yeah. um, You know, once again, I don't really rule anything out, and all that would be a possibility. Once again, it's just uh, timing and just, you know, kind of, uh, wherever it might be, uh... both sides agreeing on the conditions, you know, and and just both sides being happy with it. Like I said, you you uh... you, you never know. I I don't have anything set. Like I don't have like a an end game of like this is what I want to do. Like yeah. my entire You're life, I kind of kind of had like an end game. Like this is my goal, and I'm not gonna stop until I do it. And it's amazing the pressure and stress you kind of take off yourself when you don't have that anymore. You just kind of go with the flow. And I'm very blessed because I'm able to do that, but. Yeah. i'll be honest the stuff I'm doing in in Ring of Honor right now I I'm having a blast. The stuff I did the last TV it sucked because the first 2 or 3 weeks when it was cold, I had a allergic reaction to something I ate uh the beginning of the year and then I was sick for a couple of weeks so the first couple of weeks were aggravating but like these these last TVs I did some really really fun stuff and I think there's some great programming coming up the next 4 or 5 weeks of Ring of Honor and I think Chicago is going to be awesome the stuff they're doing at their iView and TV. Uh it's one of those things I uh, just my, my favorite expression to say now is just never say never and and you know, if something does happen, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure gonna, I'm gonna Jericho it. I don't want it to, to get out. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fun with it. And the main thing when it's all said and done, I'm just gonna stay happy and healthy. That's my goal.
2: I love when Jericho says, "If I were going back, I wouldn't tell you," <sighs>
4: right. but
2: I'm not going back. And then he comes back, and people are mad at him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like I told you, I wasn't gonna tell you, even if I was. So, yeah, very funny. Uh, yeah, Matt, you seem like you're at a point where. Not that you don't like money. You'd take, if someone said, here's a bucket of a million dollars, you wouldn't turn it away. But it's not dictating you, and you have enough where quality of life and taking it a day at a time and having fun doing something you're passionate about is more important than deciding to have a whole other chunk of your life just preoccupied with, I need to do this because this will get me this goal. It, and it seems like you are more at peace and, and happy with that arrangement. Yes uh yeah. y-
4: yes indeed I-, I very much am i'm i'm very comfortable with my life i'm very comfortable with who i am and and i'm very much at peace with everything
3: yeah and uh true.
4: it's 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 one of those things that you you get that from a a combination of-, of good and bad experiences and and i think that's the only way that you can truly get to that point you know and and people have you know all different avenues that they walk in and take in life to to get there but you know i I'm there and for me it, it's even harder than other people because I'm a little stubborn, I'm a little hard headed, I'm very goal driven and, and very like I gotta get this, I gotta get this, I gotta do this, but I just kinda I've, I've kind of loosened up on, on the reins of, of that motto.
2: Well and I think that motto is what got you to the point where you can loosen the reins and feel sure. comfortable doing so. Sure. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's just a different point in your life. All right, let's go to uh, air code eight oh five. Welcome to the show. Uh, please state your name and where you're from.
7: Hey Wade and Matt. It's Michael from California.
2: Hey, Michael, what have you got for us? Hey, man.
7: Thanks for calling. Well, I just wanted to call in because I I actually went to my first independent wrestling show, Vendetta Pro Wrestling, in San Maria, California, and I saw Matt and Billy Blade in a uh, hair-versus-hair ladder match (laughs) back in October. Very good. I didn't really have a question, but I guess my question could be, like, what do you think about the whole uh, tag division in WWE right now? It doesn't seem like they don't really like they were building up tag teams for a while, but now it seems like they have stopped building tag teams again.
4: Yeah, Matt, he's you're,
2: you're speaking to the choir on that one, isn't he? Because you, both you and I are, are, you know, believe tag teams are an important way to make money in wrestling.
4: Sure, man. I mean, I mean, honestly, even when you know, like I said, I kind of I try and you know, I I keep up with the product. I don't see it religiously every week now like I used to, but. You know, I think even when they talked about having a tag team revival and, you know, there's, there's Team Hell No and then also, like, Rhodes Scholars, I think that was, as opposed to really trying to be a big effort to get over the tag team division, I think it was more of a goal to keep singles guys over, uh, you know, because I think, like, Daniel Bryan and Kane are extremely entertaining together, and, you know, it, it, it helped the tag team titles by being on a team that that, that was over, obviously. And then I think the whole plan with with Cody and and his partner were to eventually split them, you know, and they were entertaining or good together. But I think when it's when it's all said and done, you have to look at your true tag teams like you know the Usos or, you know the. Uh Primo and Epico, those guys. I mean, those guys are just kind of like off the radar, and that's that's what you know. I hate to see because I think the guys that are legitimate tag teams that you know legitimately try and you know come off as one unit, not as two individual characters. Those are the guys that are kind of being you know shoved under the rug. And and to me, like I think until you get your main event scene fixed, and and you're not worried about selling WrestleMania, and you're not worried about your top star being red hot and and doing great box offices. I, I think tag team wrestling is going to kind of Kind of fall down the, you know, the fall down as far as the level of importance is where it is from a booking standpoint, you know. So I, I would like to see those guys. You know, I, I'd really like to see Uso's. I'd like to see Primo and Evico. and there's prime time players. Those guys, you know, build build around those guys. Make the actual tag teams that are trying to come off as a unit together. Make those guys important and elevate those guys and and give them an opportunity as opposed to like sticking two singles guys together that kind of need a little extra boost. And you can mix them with your. Main event players or whatever it may be to try and give them a rub then eventually split them back off into singles again. So I uh, I think tag team wrestling can do very well if it's given the opportunity. But once again, you have, to, you have to take care of it. You just can't make it an afterthought in your booking and expect people to care about it. Because if you make it an afterthought from a
2: booking standpoint, the fans are going to end up looking at it as an afterthought as well. Yeah, fans are perceptive. I mean, just, they can tell if you're not into a talent, if you're not into a division, if you're just throwing something out there and it's not getting your attention. But I love, I love tag team wrestling. The AWA was a tag team territory, world-class championship wrestling. I grew up watching also in syndication. That was Freebirds and Von Erichs, Devastation Incorporated, the Fantastics, the Midnight Express, and then the NWA. And when I first started watching the WWF, one of the reasons, Matt, I became a big I, – I, I stayed a fan during a time when maybe some fans stray – is British Bulldogs against the Dream Team? Uh, sure. British Bulldogs against the Hart Foundation. Uh, then came Demolition and the and, and the Brainbusters, and it was just on and on. It was such a rich. The there's Rockers, so many rich, too. and the Rockers came along with yeah, right around the time of the Brainbusters. And seeing those tag matches, I, I I'm continually frustrated by the promoters in power not d- dismissing it for whatever reason. It's not you know the McMahon family's not a huge fan of tag wrestling and um, uh, TNA isn't super committed to it. They kind of come and go on that. It's, just, it's disappointing, because I think there is something about you, when you put two guys together who maybe aren't going to be single stars or aren't ready to be single stars, and you put them together, sometimes that, that hole is greater than the sum of the parts, and there's just so many different stories you can tell in tag wrestling. And I think with a three-hour run, two hours of SmackDown, and one hour of main event for WWE, they're just not a good excuse to not have talent that you just look at and go this This talent right now at this stage of their career, are best in a tag team situation, and they can make money for us as heels or faces and, 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 and add to our show and it's a, it's a place where you can sneak in some athleticism and double team moves that I think people really enjoy watching that, that gets mis- that's missing when tag divisions aren't pushed, so
4: right.
2: Oh, well, maybe someday. Um Exactly. You know, obviously <laughs> coming from a, a tag team background, you know I, I could yeah, do more with that. And obviously the, you know your era was another era that was a comeback for tag teams, sure. but we just haven't really had a great tag team era since then. Um, uh, so a couple email questions here uh, before we wrap up. You know, up, uh,
4: even before we get to that one thing, I want to throw in
2: there. Uh, yeah. it, it's easy to, you know,
4: criticize the WWE on a lot of points. I actually want to say one thing this week that I'm, I've been really excited and very proud of the WD for doing, and that's just the whole Bruno San Martino thing.
7: Yeah, uh, I,
4: I think that's uh, amazing that uh, apparently it was Hunter, you know, that reached out to him and, yeah. and tried to make things right. And and I think that is such an integral, important part of their history and, once again, building credibility with, with their fans. Because if you want to have a Hall of Fame that is legitimately recognized, you, you can't leave out the greatest champion of all time. You know, so for them to do that and, and go out of their way, they kind of you know, they, they actually, you know, they, they like kind of step down, you know, they usually they take the mentality of like, no, we're above that. If you don't want to be with us, then we're above you. But, you know, they kind of like stepped down and they, they worked things out and they, and they made them right and, and they're bringing Bruno in. Will it help them in the long run? Yes, of course. But I, I think it was just the right business thing to do. So I was very proud of them for doing that. And, you know, I think another step is going to be Macho Man. You know, I don't know what yeah. the personal issues there, but I think there's personal stuff and there's business. And I can say, speaking from personal experience, heat, like heat and like conflict, that just doesn't exist to me anymore, especially if I'm in a business or I'm, I'm doing business. So yeah. I, I would like to see both those things happen. And, and even, too, we've had conversations. About this before, I think WWE is trying to make a better overall effort to take better care of its performers. You know, I still think an off season would be uh, an extremely great thing, you know, or mandatory time off. But I, I think they are doing a better job at, of, of trying to make their company into what they are, they're claiming it is.
2: Yep, I agree with you on that. I think those are that's well said and, and very true. And I mean, it it took a lot for Bruno. Um, and, and it's not without controversy, because he was someone who did say never, you know, and he was very, very outspoken over the years. But it took a lot for him to, uh, to, to give in and, and really do what I think a lot of fans who remember him uh, wanted. They wanted that historical completion. And, and Bruno had turned down the Hall of Fame uh, for many, many years. And for WWE to be as persistent and respectful towards him, despite his denials over the years, um, show that persistence and that they're paying him respect and, and telling him what he needed to hear about what the Hall of Fame is about and the changes that they've made in their company. It was enough to get him to come on, and, and I think a lot of fans who were Bruno fans are going to be happy that the Hall of Fame doesn't have that gaping hole there that just, I mean, the first two decades of that company was all about him. Mm-hmm. Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple Podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week. So subscribe, even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three day free trial, after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else if you listen to our free shows. On Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post-shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed, along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcast app. All right. Uh, an email question. I don't know what this means, Matt. Maybe you do. Um, hello, Matt. It's your pal, Max Middleton Farrow. Does that ring a bell? Okay. All yeah, right. I
4: recognize, I recognize him from Twitter.
2: Yes. If I, if I really do dare to dream and eventually fulfill my lifelong dream of becoming a professional wrestler, would you give me the huge honor to team with you? How's that for being put on the spot?
4: Uh, sure. If, if the circumstances are right and correct, uh, I, I'd love to. Um, you know, I, I joke a lot when I see younger guys, like especially when I'm doing a signing or whatever on, you know, shows, whatever it might be. And somebody's like, oh, I just want you to know I'm saving up. And as soon as I finish school, I'm going to wrestling school. I'm going to train. And if, if I get trained and I'm a wrestler, can I get in the ring with you? I go, okay, well, if, if that happens and all the circumstances work out and you do, I will. But just remember, I'm getting old, so take it easy on me, kiddo. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's it's one of those things. This uh, uh, Max is a, a great guy, uh, a huge supporter of mine, and Rebs. We see him on Twitter all the time. So uh, yeah, if it, if it works out, let's uh, team up and and you uh, you just uh, you you take up and, uh, pick up Jeff's slack, and we'll be good to go.
2: Very good. Let's uh, take one more phone call, and then we'll uh, sign off on the live show, Matt. If you have a few minutes to stick around, we can answer some more email questions for VIP members.
4: Okay, I, I, I've i got my phone beeping, so uh, you're on the phone's time now, not mine.
2: <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, 601 as the uh, final call today. 601. Thanks for holding. Please state your name and where you're from. Uh,
7: this is Garth, Kevin Robinson. How are y'all guys doing
2: today? Hey, uh, good, Kevin. What have you got for us? And be kind of quick. We're running out of time. Yeah, I know. Uh, Matt, I kept hearing you talk about uh, the fans and the store being told. How do you feel about the story being told
7: by the term writers versus like a uh, ref that's telling story to get the story better told? Because I don't feel like the term product is really reflecting, you know, the tie being split between everybody like in the atmosphere. That's all I have for today.
2: Matt, were you wait, able to pick that up?
4: Wait. No, I couldn't hear it too good. Wait, could you repeat what he said?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I was trying to. Kevin, are you still there or not? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I, I, we, we just had trouble making out the call. Talk a little bit slower for us and, and go ahead and re-ask the question. Okay, I was asking uh, Matt, how did you
7: feel about the current story being ter- told by the current writers versus someone like, you know, like former wrestlers? To me, I feel, feel that would tell a story better for a wrestler. Oh, okay. So, you know, everybody can have the current time being fixed. Because, you know, it's too much being focused on just certain wrestlers versus the old days where everybody had, you know, time to shine.
2: That's what I was okay. talking about. I picked that up. Yeah, just so you know, the, the, I guess it gets down to the thing: should should writers who are not wrestlers be writing wrestling shows for wrestlers? Got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, it, it, it,
4: I I I think there are some writers who might you know have a, a writing and background in television or whatever. I think they can suggest good ideas, but I think you need a some a, 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 a wrestling personality, someone with in ring experience, or someone who's you know been in the trenches for many years to help translate that. Story or idea over to actually working in ring because sometimes there, there's a, a bit of a gaping difference between those like a you know an idea a writer might create as as far as the execution goes from an actual actual live uh, you only have one take in the ring you know uh, uh, attempt at performing this so yeah. I, I'm not against it but you know like once once again what I said I think you need people that do have wrestling experience kind of being a liaison. You know, between the two, the actual wrestler that is being
2: written for, and the Hollywood writer. Very good. We will uh, wrap up the show on that note. If you are interested in becoming a PW Torch VIP member, the place to go is pwtorch.com/govip. That is pwtorch.com/govip. We encourage you to download our app for free in the App Store on your phone. Just do a search for PW Torch. Also, if you're an MMA or UFC fan, download the free MMA Torch app. Or go to our website, MMATorch.com. And uh, that is it. Matt Hardy, thanks so much, and we appreciate you staying over for a few seconds here for BIP members.
4: You got it. Thank you very much. Everybody out there, MattHardyBrand.com. Get all the Absol- info up to date.
2: Ab- absolutely. So we'll uh, now shift into the BIP After Show, and I'll uh, pick out a few select emails here as time allows. Okay. And uh, we'll go first. Uh, this is also from, uh, Matt, uh, from Max. Um, okay. He wants to know what are your thoughts on uh, Jeff Hardy, your brother, finally re-signing with Impact Wrestling. TNA making a big announcement about that yesterday on the uh, on Spike TV.
4: Uh, yes, I've known about that for a little bit now, and uh, all I can say is it's kind of. Thank uh, you for I, using I, I... Oh, I... Blog
2: Talk Radio. Hold on, Matt. Goodbye.
4: Okay. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, I, you know, I heard heard about that. Uh... A few days ago, obviously after it first happened, and uh, all I can say is that he's got a he, he's got a and a pretty amazing offer, especially with uh, trying to make the quality of your life good. I know he wants to spend a lot of time at home with his family, and like everything really worked out in his favor. So uh, so it 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 worked. I mean, he kind of got what he wanted, so good for him.
2: Yeah, and and does it in your mind put an end to the idea of Jeff ever going back to WWE, or or not necessarily? It's just it, it, the contract is what it is, and what happens next is up to Jeff.
4: Yeah, I, I think so. I i mean, and I think Jeff's gonna go through a, a, a big changing process now it's because Jeff is like super responsible, almost like uptight responsible now because he's a parent, <laughs> which is is great, especially considering it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things. Actually, when someone asked me that question a while back, it was on like small, uh, almost like blog talk radio type deal promoting a show I had somewhere in New York, and and they and. I don't know if the question was I didn't understand the question correctly. Let's, do you think there's a, a chance of you and Jeff ever being together in the WWE? And I said, yes, I, I do. And I know it kind of like went like rampant wildfire after I said that. But do I think like a Hall of Fame thing or you know a couple one-offs or whatever would happen with us eventually at some point? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, when when that might be, I, I don't know. You know, and it's one of those things. You know, Jeff is I, Matt's got to be Matt and Jeff's got to be Jeff. So what he's doing right now works for him and it works for his. You know his his well being and it works for his family. So I'm I'm happy that he's happy. That's that's all I can really want. You
2: know. So yeah. uh, it, it it's all good. Um. He also uh, this is also from Max. He says, Do you know if Jeff was gonna or uh, did you know if Jeff was gonna resign? And you already answered that. But if he wasn't going to, did you guys have plans otherwise that you'd do something together?
4: No, no set plans. Like I said, I mean yeah. we, we we've we've talked about everything under the sun. Yeah. You know and uh yeah. and you know it. It, it it's funny, I mean, literally if Jeff wouldn't have uh Jeff wouldn't have re and, and and taken time off for a little while, he'd probably shown up at an RA shape with me. Just there was an idea we'd throwing around there. I mean but, you know, it, he really wants to have fun, he wants to enjoy things, but I think he's got such a such a, 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 a small number of dates, you know, in, in the big scheme of things and just making what he wants to make and he wants to be at home with his daughter and that's the most important thing
2: to him. So so I'm happy he's happy. Very good. Also I want to know, do you have a, a favorite Jeff Hardy song? Um no, I I I guess uh,
4: Reptilian is kind of uh, one uh, that song that he kind of uh, wrote and based off my TNA entrance music, and I guess that's one uh, that he recorded on the TNA track. But one of the things that uh, Jeff was doing while working with TNA, and they've been very supportive of something he's want to do forever, he's actually recording and, and going to put out a, a CD of his own original music. He's been working really hard doing that as well, so I think that was, that was kind of part of the deal going forward. So.
2: Cool. Uh, Max says his favorite is Resurrected. Just uh, right on. Finish that out. All right, um, uh, this comes from Sean from California. Um, he wants to know, are you the higher power leading aces and eights in TNA?
4: Uh, it's funny how often I get that. It's funny. Do you really? Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really funny. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not, but if I was, I wouldn't tell you. So There you I'll go. Just, I knew that would be <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it like that.
2: Uh, very good.
8: Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Progress Paradise at Torch VIP, as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise 2, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro-Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise!
2: He also asked, do you have a favorite WrestleMania match and a favorite gimmick match?
4: Oh, man, it's, uh, I mean, you know, the TLC standout as being so legendary, but once again, it, that, that first moment is so special to performers, I think, especially from my standpoint. You know, that first ever tag team ladder match we had, we had no idea it was going to end up being as historic and as, as monumental and legendary as it was, you know, after doing it, although we thought it was was really good. Uh, that, that match really stands out as, as being a great match. It's funny. I, I I hear this a lot too. I've been tweeted this a lot recently. I think maybe it's because of Royal Rumble just happened. People said, "Oh, if I were to watch table matches on TV, uh, they're nowhere near as good as the table match you and Jeff had versus the Dudleys at Royal Rumble 2000." Hmm. They said, "Why don't they have table matches like that anymore?" And th- this is a funny story. It's 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 a backstory going into that. Whenever we had that match, and I I want to say we had 22 minutes for everything, and. Somebody needed more time. I want to say it was Triple H and Mankind. I think they had like an anything goes street fight that night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But but on that show, we got cut that night right before we went out from 22 minutes back to 15 minutes. Mm. And we were so excited and so... Uh, passionate about the creativity and, and everything we came up with, we decided not to cut out any major spots, and just burn through it and go as fast as we can. And now, looking back at wrestling with destructive, I have I look at that match and go, "Oh my God!" Like we didn't sell anything, and like you know, we <laughs> made it so that each one of us had to go through a table to win the match. So we broke a ton of tables. And uh, we we didn't really spell anything properly, but as far as the spectacle, it was a very entertaining match to watch because spectacles are entertaining. But you know, when it's all said and done, the storytelling could have maybe had a little more drama, uh, drama or emotion behind it if we had a little more time to tell the story. But I know all for, you know, both myself, Jeff, uh, Bubba, and Devon were like, you know, oh, they, to hell with them. They took seven minutes off because they want to. They don't want us to be as good as they know we're going to be. And we said, well, screw it. We're just going to burn through and do everything anyway. So uh, yeah. that, that's a little backstory of that. It, it almost equates to the point of like we said, oh, you know, forget selling and and storytelling. We're going to throw it out of the window. We're going out here and we're going to do a spectacle and we're going to give everybody all these cool spots we thought of.
2: And and tables were the tables match was kind of like a new shiny toy too. You know, it hadn't been around for 10, 12 years or 15 Absolutely. years as a regular feature. So everything was new and it you know that that was kind of the gimmick match era where people just dove in headfirst sure. because it was kind of coming fresh out of the Attitude Era and the ECW Extreme Era. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: and, uh, uh, oh, and uh, said favorite WrestleMania match. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the first WrestleMania was really special,
2: just being on the first WrestleMania. And
4: uh, and to me, I thought it was a. It was you were a the huge executioner, honor.
2: right? Excuse me. You were the executioner, right?
4: Uh, oh, you yeah, didn't mean the first, uh, <laughs> the first WrestleMania. The uh, first WrestleMania. The
2: the okay. first WrestleMania actually was WrestleMania 2000 with the triple. Okay. Right. okay. I, I was trying to see if you could, you know, if you would sell one of my jokes because. That... <laughs>
4: well, I, I actually was the executioner in the TFF. <laughs> I don't think we we may have had a a wrestling mania. I don't know if it was WrestleMania, <laughs> but uh, you know I, it, it was really cool for me to to get to go to, to WrestleMania like as the cruiserweight champ, Russell Ray Mysterio in a in a match to start the show uh, that felt really special. That you know you made it on WrestleMania as a singles performer, and then obviously one of myself and, and Jeff's dreams as kids that we joked about, we didn't really think it would become a reality was to wrestle one another at WrestleMania in a singles match. You know, so we got to do that at WrestleMania 25, so that was very cool. That, that, that probably stands out as, like, one of my coolest WrestleMania moments just because it was, once again, two kids from a little rural town oh, yeah. in North Carolina that has a population of 217 actually getting to perform and do
2: their dream on the big stage. Very cool. Um, Adam from Lancashire, England, I think I got that right, says, uh, Hello, Wade, newly subscribed VIP member, and my first time listening to the livecast live. What I'd like to ask Matt is, seeing as we're talking about indie wrestling, at least at the time I'm emailing this, is there someone on the indie scene who you'd really like to work with, but you haven't had the chance to work with yet?
4: Hmm. Uh, th- there's a lot, of, a lot of really good guys out there that I have worked with so far. I wanted to wrestle and Sammy Callahan. I got the chance. We kind of got rained out that day. It was on the big Hulk Hogan Northeast Wrestling Show. Um, Sammy's an extremely talented guy. Adam Cole's really good. He's uh, 22 years old. He's way ahead of the curve uh, when it comes to performing, thinking, and speaking for a 22-year-old. Um trying to think if there was anybody that really stood out that I that I wanted to wrestle there's just been there there, there hasn't been anyone as of right now uh, that yeah. I, I wanted to wrestle that I, I haven't got a chance to yet uh there's been a lot of guys I've been so pleasantly surprised with and, and really enjoyed the experience because one of the cool things too about doing this is there's so many talented guys out there that you know I had a flight that was canceled and then delayed and the first time I went to 2CW I I got there and I had 10 minutes before my match was on and I wrestled Eddie Edwards and I spoke to him about five minutes and I just really met him, and we got to go out and have the match, and I was just extremely happy about it. Really, really fun, and uh, really, really down to gas. A lot of really good guys out there. There's, I don't think there's anyone right now, any one person that I specifically want to wrestle that I haven't yet.
2: Is, is there a name wrestler who's on the indie scene that you'd like a promoter to book you against that hasn't happened yet? Uh,
4: no, not, not really. I, I got to wrestle. Uh, Jim Morrison and I wrestled one time. We did that for the with the,
2: the clowns, and...
4: Yeah. Uh no, not 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 really. I, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, you, you you might have just answered this. The next one up, Nick from Orange County, California, says uh, who are some of the guys you've been impressed with on the indie scene? Is there any and and do they have what it takes to be a star in WWE? Um and then he says great to see Matt is doing well. Uh, do any any other names come to mind or anyone who you see a, see as a WWE prospect?
4: Uh yeah, there there are, uh, you know, the, the majority of the people in the ring of honor locker room could be. Uh once again, that like I said, even with Adam Cole I mentioned that the biggest thing, Uh, going against him would be a size, you know, but, like, wrestling has just changed so much. It's funny, you were talking about how we kind of helped usher in the era of smaller, more athletic guys. The funny thing is, and this is something Jeff and I joke about all the time, like, when we used to walk in a dressing room, especially at WWE, even when we did independent shows, like in the early, mid-90s or so, we were always the smallest guy. Like, we'd go to, you know, the (laughs) WWE locker room, everyone was 6'6", 350 pounds, and we were the small guys. And now, like, I walk around the ring of our locker room, I'm the biggest guy in there. Yeah, what is going on? Here? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just the, the 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 way the scale has changed so much because it went from like you know big monstrous men that were just kind of like lumbering around the ring, you know, just portraying these characters in the the kind of you know cartoon era, the the new generation cartoon era before that rock and wrestling era, or whatever. But you know the, those guys just kind of faded away, and like the wrestling fans got smarter once the Attitude Era. You know, everything happened during the you know the Monday Night War era, you know, and, and fans like wanted a more sophisticated, more athletic product, you know, and and more entertaining matches. So, just over time, it's kind of the size has changed and kind of went down. You can see that a lot in, in WWE currently. I, I just I just read an interview Hulk Hogan did. I don't know if. Maybe it's from your site. I don't know. I don't remember what site it was from. But uh, he did something over in the UK, and he said, "Let's admit the wrestling landscape has changed a lot." He said, "Back in my day, these guys would have been bagging groceries. You know, the guys yeah. that are the, the main players on the shows now. <laughs> you know, but uh, that—that's how wrestling has changed a lot." But the thing is, too, like when the older guys that say, like, "Well, these big guys or the monster guys, you know, that you know made wrestling so great in the '80s," like I would dare them to to go out and have a match, even in their youth, in their prom, in front of the wrestling audience today, and see how they reacted. You know, because just yeah. the audience
2: has changed. It's evolved a lot. Good and, point. And, no, that's a really and, good and point. I mean, we're even seen that with clips of Bruno Sammartino as champion. You know, that different wrestlers are main eventers in their era for a reason, and it doesn't necessarily translate 10 or 20 years earlier. To, or and today's talk, to, to CM Punk might not be a main eventer in 20 years. And, Maybe you know, Rock wouldn't be a made event in 20 years. Who knows? You know, I mean, things, it just wrestling things, changes things, enough.
4: Things change, things evolve, and, and you yeah. never know which direction's going next. Like, once again, if another wrestling boom happens, I guarantee it'll be something that it's kind of stumbled upon, and, yeah. and there's really no way to predict or tell. They've tried to do that for so long, but that really really doesn't happen. It's,
2: That's what's like, been the, frustrating the about TNA. The the fads yeah.
4: change, the trends change, and then yeah. at some point you just have kind of all the right combinations kind of fall in order. So
2: The next big thing rarely resembles the last big thing, you know, and... Oh. and Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Simon says on May 6, 2002, in Hartford, Connecticut, Mr. Perfect wrestled his final ever WWF match against Matt in a singles bout. Quite an honor, in my opinion. I just wanted to ask Matt what his memories of the match were, and to find out if he was a fan of Kurtz back when he was getting into the industry.
4: I was a huge fan of Kurtz, and that, that was a huge honor to get to wrestle him. We'd actually yeah. wrestle him in some tags, and I was getting ready to—I was going to wrestle him in a singles. And uh, a funny story about that: like Kurt was always really, really nice to myself and Jeff. And we were very easygoing in those days, anyway. Uh, you know, and he was always nice to us, and I, and I think he appreciated the stuff we'd done, especially, like, with the, you know, ladder matches, TLC matches, probably the chances we took, you know, because he, he was a hard worker and obviously put a lot of passion in, in his wrestling ability and his, you know, his athleticism. But, uh, he, we just got back from the flight from hell at that point, and he had, a, I guess, he, you know, he had heat or he was in trouble for some of his acts on the flight from hell or whatever. And whenever we got there tonight, the it was very odd, and, and never it, we never heard this really. Like when the agent came to us and said, All right, well, tonight, you know, we have Matt, you're wrestling, you know, Kurt Henning in, in the ring, and, and what we want, we want Matt over strong. I, I may have been like the European champion then. I, I don't know. I, he said, We want Matt over strong at this point. He said, You know, we want you to hit your leg drop and then do the fist of fate, you know, back to back and then beat him. And then I remember Kurt's like, Okay, sounds good to me. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, when, when the guy walked off and Kurt hey, Hey, Matt, he said, you know what? He said, I got a little bit of heat here. He said, So I'm going to show them. Yeah, they, they think that stuff, they're going to have you beat me two moves like it's going to be a strong win. We're going to make it really strong. Give me something you do really good. I want you to do something you do really good. Do the comeback. Do something you do really good. Hit me with that side effect move. Then do the leg drop. Then do the twist of fate. He said, if they want to do two and beat me, he said, I'll do four and beat me. <laughs> you know, and it was it It was, it was real fun. It was just, His attitude great. was great the whole while. He was just... It was such an honor to work with him. I was so upset that he never you know, like when Hogan won the Royal Rumble where it came down to him, those two guys, it was like yeah. I kinda caught on to Hogan's act by that time. I wanted <laughs> Kurt Heenning to win and I wanted Kurt Heenning to win the world title, you know, and he didn't I remember even getting had that conversation with him, but uh he he was a cool guy and I definitely that stands out to me very much because it was one of those chances I got to wrestle someone I kinda, you know, grew up like being a fan of.
11: Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with Mixed Martial Arts. I'm Robert host, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event... We provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at pwtorchdailycast.com, where you can check out the entire lineup of the P.W. Torch Daily Casts.
2: A question along the same lines. Uh, VIP member uh, Nathan says, uh, if you could choose one tag team from any era that you and Jeff never got a chance to compete against to have a match with, who would they be and why?
4: Uh, it, probably the Rockers. I mean, that, that'd that be the yeah. first. You know, the, those guys, we were just fans of those guys uh, and we, we dug their style. Uh, and we really liked their in-ring work, you know, and, and just how they wrestled such an, an exciting style. Uh, the, the Freebirds were another team we were both fans of, you know, like the Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin team from like the NWA You know, into the WCW era. You know, I dug those guys and you know, we are very lucky. We got to wrestle the Road wars, even though they were kind of, you know, past their prime at, prime at that time. You know, we we got to do that. So, I would probably say the Rockers. That would that'd probably be who
2: who Jeff would say as well. Very good. And my uh, last question for you on email comes from Xavier, who says I was watching my collection of WWF tapes in 1999, and I saw your first tag team win against the Acolytes, and then shortly after you lost to them. How did you feel? How uh, how did you feel, and how did wrestlers feel back then about the multiple title changes? Uh, so that's his first question.
4: Okay, I, I mean, I, I felt very honored when we when we won the titles. Uh, I, I didn't feel like we deserved them, and at that time, we definitely were far from being the the best tag team in the WWE. I, I think the titles were were given to Jeff and I to help us, obviously. Because we'd kind of been repackaged. They posted with Michael Hayes, and, and they saw potential in us. And I think the whole point of, of giving us the championship was to give us credibility in the fans. I was like, wow, these Hardy Boys can, can be good. They can go. So we're both very honored that happened. You know, if it would have, if we'd only had the titles for a week, we would have been really flattered and, 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 you know, lived a dream. You know, we held them a month. It had been nice to hold them longer, sure. But, you know, once again, the the titles helped us out a lot more than we helped the titles out. I think when you fast-forward a year or so down the road when we won the title back from Edge and Christian in the cage match at Unforgiven in in Philadelphia, we were deserving of the titles at that time. And and I think, you know, the team of the Hardys were so established and over that time, that was after the, you know, the the first ever ladder match, after the triple threat uh, ladder match, that was after the first TLC match. I think, actually, we helped the titles at that time. You know, the first (laughs) time around, uh, the titles just helped us. So it it was given to us, I think, to to build us credibility. So it was a a huge... uh, it was a huge honor to be able to, to be the, the champions at that point.
2: And that, you bring up a good point, because titles can make a wrestler only because another wrestler made the title. And, and part, of, part of the value of the title and not treating it as Vince Russo infamously called it, it's just a prop, and, and looking at it as more than that, and the way CM Punk talks about it and carries it is an example. The way Robert Roo did on his long title reign shows that. They're, the champions who treat their title as being very important and that belt as being precious metal and leather, and I mean, just like, I mean, the way Ric Flair, and you remember this, Matt, would hand the title over to the referee before a title defense said so much about how much that belt meant to him. It was like a, a mother handing over a newborn child. It was like, I, I hope to see this again. Um, that, the title itself can have value that can help make your next star if you treat the title with respect.
4: Yeah, it, it 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 really does, and it's nice to see like longer title runs. It's nice to see the, the title being the most important thing. Yeah, you know, I I see why Vince Russo had some some cutting edge or innovative ideas, and 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 why he was a good idea guy. But I know there are some things I've heard Vince Russo say or, or do or, or ways he believed that I just completely disagree with. That I yeah. just don't think work for wrestling. <laughs> you know, I, I think he contributed in many different ways, but I, I think he was at his best when. You know, someone would kind of take his ideas and then filter them into a, a more solid, uh, a more solid idea that actually fits better into a, a, a professional wrestling environment. So yeah. I think titles are important. And once again, most things in wrestling, everything is what you make it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if if I hit someone with a real good punch, if they make it seem like I hit him with a real good punch, then it makes my whole punch more believable and more credible. If if they don't, then it just makes my whole punch not look very good. You know, and and the same thing goes with the titles. It's, you know, one of the, the the true arts of professional wrestling is is being able to, to to make things valuable or being able to make things really good or meaningful, and and yeah. that's one thing that's been lost uh, a lot along the ways. And and it's and it's funny, I it's funny when I see myself talking like an old time because I have a good, <laughs> I think I have quite a good mix of of both sides. You know, I understand that, you know, the the wrestling audience has has changed. Uh, it, it's a, it's a totally different time and era in the professional wrestling business, but I mean the same principles still stick in a lot of ways. You have to You have to dress them up or you have to crank things up a little more as far as your performances. But, you know, it really is. Things in wrestling are only as important as the people in charge make them.
2: Yeah, the phrase that I use, similar to what you're saying, is is it's the job of the promoters and the wrestlers to give fans a story to believe in. And they'll believe it. You know, just you don't have to apologize. Make it a believable story. Give us something to believe in. We'll suspend our disbelief. We'll forget everything we know. And it's just like Walking Dead. Let us get absorbed in this world you create. Absolutely, man.
4: It's just, it's just staying within the parameters of the universe you create and not insulting the audience. I mean, I, I think in the next boom of wrestling, it, wrestling just has to be a much more sophisticated product all the way around. Wrestling will always be wrestling, but it's got to be sophisticated. It's almost got to follow how sophisticated television shows and programmings are, and you have to... I think you have to go into the premise that the, the viewer is very educated now and, and don't insult their intelligence because no longer is wrestling just like this black sheep that like, you know, okay, right. well, dumb rednecks like wrestling. That's not the case anymore. People want to be entertained, but, you know, once again, if you if you are, are, are gifted enough to get the opportunity to get them to lie, lay eyeballs on your product, you know, don't insult their intelligence and, and stay within the parameters you've created. I mean, that's that's my motto nowadays.
2: Yeah, and and I also you know you say the word sophisticated, and I agree with that. But I also think it's important to not make it more complicated than it needs to be too. And
4: okay. I think that was
2: one of Vince Russo's problems is wanting all these nuances with faces and you know sure. there's no face, there's no heel. Let the fans decide. And I'm like you know, I, you know we get that in Walking Dead, and 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 we get it in other great TV dramas and great movies. There's nuances with characters, but in general, scene to scene, chapter to chapter. The job is to create a protagonist who you have a reason to root for and an antagonist who you have a reason to root against. And let the wrestlers do the wrestling in the ring. And sometimes you don't want to complicate things if you're a writer or a promoter or a booker. When wrestlers are good at what they do, sometimes what you need is a ring and some ropes and a spotlight and two guys to go out there and tell their story, and you just need to step out of the way. Right. Yeah, yeah
4: and, 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 and I mean, and I, I do agree with that, too. Things can sometimes be overly complicated. I mean, it, it, it's easier when it's good versus bad. I mean, that's basically <laughs> yeah. storytelling 101, you know. And yeah. and it, when, when, when it's clear and you push people in that direction and they, they know what's going on, just, you know, once again, just stay consistent and, and sophisticated with what you're doing. I'm just, just don't treat the people as dumb, that you can just get over, yeah. you know, that you can, like, get over on your viewers with anything, you know, because Deputies yeah. has had that happen in the past. I mean, I've heard that when, you know, people, uh, you know, have said, well, what should we do about this? They said, oh, don't worry about it. The, the viewer forget about it. You know, and as I just you know, let's let's treat our viewers as you know as, as precious customers. You know, like yeah. let's, let's be very respectful to them.
11: Hey guys, it's Mike McMahon from the All Elite After Show. Every week, Andrew Sochek and I break down AEW on our free. PW Torch podcast. We've been doing this show since 2016. That's right. We're on our fifth year. When we started the show back then, we were talking just Impact Wrestling, and we still talk about them from time to time as well. And over the years, we've branched out to also discuss MLW, and of course, the main event of our program, which is always the latest going on in AEW. Again, the show is called the All Elite After Show with me, Mike McMahon, and my partner Andrew Socheck. You can check us out as part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. You can subscribe to our show and all of the Daily Cast shows just by searching PW Torch on any podcast cast app and of course you can listen ad free with a pw torch vip membership
2: All right if your battery holds up i have four short answer questions I wrote down during the show that are all over the place uh, regarding other topics we talked about, but they're pretty short answers. One, um, ROH fans, how are they different than you expected, and how are they different than the last time you visited? Uh,
4: there, There's not a huge difference uh, in actual, what I would say, like the primary Ring of Honor fan base, but the, the biggest difference now is that you can tell at the Ring of Honor shows there's a lot of actual Matt Hardy slash Hardy Boy fans there. Yeah. So, you know, the, when I came out in New York, it was such an educated audience, and, and the, the Ring of Honor fan base filled up that place. So it, it was awesome there because, like, as soon as I came out, regardless if I did the right thing, if I had a five-star match, I mean, they were going to boo me because that's what they decided they wanted to do. So so that was a lot of fun. That That's actually one of the funnest crowds I've ever wrestled in front of the Hammerstein Ballroom. And, I mean, it was so exciting for Adam Cole, you know, and I'm sure, too, like uh, – I'm sure God, he's so young, 22. I'm sure he grew up watching me as well, you know, doing those ladder matches and TLC matches. But just to get that reaction, have that kind of crowd support behind him by someone who was on TV, and it just, it just, just worked out right. And and I think, you know, from from that point on, I think even going out and having a a, a pretty good match there, I think a lot of the Ring of Honor fan base said, okay, well, you know, hard, you know, Matt's working really hard here, or trying hard. And then you know, following that, it's been like more of a mixed thing, almost like with a John Cena thing. There's there's the diehard Ring of Honor fan base that, regardless of how how good or how right I try to be. If I try to be a Bayface, they're gonna boo me. So it's like uh-huh. it's fun. I can kind of dress up being an arrogant Bayface, like saying the things in reality you shouldn't be bragging about or whatever. And then you know, there's kind of the loyal Matt Hardy fans. are still gonna cheer Matt Hardy regardless because they just remember the, the Matt Hardy they've met before at you know an appearance in you know Des Moines, Iowa, and they you know they they love me and I was nice to them and I was good to them and they're gonna <laughs> support me regardless through anything. So right, it's awesome how there's there's that mix. I think before, when I did Ring of Honor, I came in and they were excited because I was in this heat of this big angle. And then they knew I was going back to WB. You know, each show they turned against me a little more, which was cool. This time, I think around Ring of Honor, they're kind of turning for me a little more. Each time, they're supporting me a little more. And I think they're kind of being entertained by... The the
2: the 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 icon act or whatever they have me for now, you know. So. And they don't think you're just there for a cup of coffee on your way somewhere else necessarily. That you might, yeah, you know, stick around. And, and-,
4: and, it, and it is, man. It was fun to Ring them You know, I sat back. With, you know, some of the guys after the last TV, like I actually was riding with with, with Hunter Delirious, who's the. You know who's obviously booking the stuff now yep. and, and and doing a lot of the stuff. You know we sat back and talked about the show and and stories and different stuff. And you know I got a chance to work with Kevin Steen. somebody has got a great mind on him. And they, I mean they they have a, a a really good locker room overall. And I just it was fun to put in you know input to to their shows and what they're doing. And I I don't know maybe you know it gives them a little different viewpoint where they could think of something differently. But I I've really in, enjoyed my experience there so far. I can't say
2: enough good things about them. Another uh, question I wrote down is, and I don't know if you can answer this, but who who is a typical indie promoter? You know, you described somebody earlier who was uh, independently wealthy, and like, is is there a typical indie promoter? Are there certain traits that define a lot of indie promoters, and what causes them to kind of become indie promoters? Uh,
4: it, it, that that varies quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I think an indie indie promoter first and foremost is going to be a wrestling fan. I think some of those go a little further and go like, okay, well, I love wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan, but I want to make money. So they try and do things right or they try and budget their shows the right way with, you know, like the the names they're going to bring in as opposed to, you know, their homegrown guys, whatever it might be. And then you have some guys like the one guy I was telling you before who's like a wrestling fan, but at the same time he's like, well, I have enough money. I can pay Matt Hardy in. I can pay to bring my Hardy in, and I know at the end of the night he can give me the twist of pay when I'm managing the guys wrestling. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, so it, there, there's there's a huge variation. I, I think the good ones that you know s- stick around. I, I think they're they're people who love wrestling, obviously, and they're they're people who want to make money and they want to succeed and and they want to kind of make a difference in in, in the wrestling universe because you know everyone I think initially when they first start and they're young and hungry they're like I want to you know put a promotion on the map that's going to like make wrestling good again. You know, and I think everyone kind of comes in with that. You know, with that that notion, all that's a lot of people. I see a lot of people get ahead of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something new, and this is something I joke about with with Revy all the time. There's, you know, people who say like, oh well, we're thinking about getting this promotion. If we get TV, we'd be cool with signing a contract. I'm like, you don't need to worry about contracts. You don't need to worry about. You need to worry about just putting on a good show. <laughs> worry about a good show tonight, and then worry about your TV if it's there, whatever. Just like you're trying to cross a bridge <laughs> before the bridge is ever
2: existed. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Uh,
4: it, it varies a lot. It, it, it's different, but there are some there are some good guys out there.
2: Are you concerned about the head trauma that you have endured in your career, given what we keep learning? Seems like every month, as new discoveries are made, or are you pretty comfortable with the type of uh, bumps you've taken and the blows to the head that maybe you'll escape long-term ramifications?
4: Um, Well, I'm I'm very aware of just what I've put my body through, and it's been a lot, you know. And uh, I've just probably the last year, and there's been a lot of things I've done just to try and take care of me. I really haven't Uh been living and training like a professional wrestler as opposed to just like living and training like a regular human being. And I think with some of the stuff I have going forward, I'm, I'm probably going to start training more like a professional wrestler again as far as like not just trying to stay healthy, trying to like stay super fit and in shape and eat super clean, and especially now because, you know, I can't train and eat like a, a 25-year-old now. I have to train and eat like a 38-year-old, and there's a big difference. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I'm aware of this stuff, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I try and do – do things and and be proactive already, so that you know I'm not walking with a walker, and you know I'm not going to have multiple back and hip surgeries, and and, and you know I, I might still because you know I, I have already done what I'm going to do, and a lot of that damage is irreversible. You know, as far as the head trauma thing goes, you know I I did, I did the thing where I, I knocked my head at the Extreme Rising deal when Luke Hawks it, it shoved me off a little early, and then I also at the first Ring of Honor taping I I was coming off the second Red Tide's drop kick me, and just the way I hit. Like, I kind of got a whiplash in my head, and I got knocked silly, and I was, you know, I was just, I, I definitely rung my belt for a little while, so I could tell like I maybe wasn't fully cooperative, uh, fully ill, uh, you know, as far as that goes from the in- initial injury. So, I like, going forward, I've kind of, like, only booked myself, like, for one day a week, you know, for the next couple months, and that's been intentional, you know, very intentional. So, I, I just try and, and take care of myself and, and, and be smart, and I try not to, to take unnecessary risks, and I, I just try and work smarter than ever before, and I know there's, different times where I need to go a little bit harder than I would typically like. If I'm just doing a random indie show for a random promoter, I'm not going to take the kind of chances I would for a, a Ring of Honor big show,
2: you know, or vice versa. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash VIP. That's Patreon.com slash VIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post shows, podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's good. I mean, you're right. What's done is done, and now it's a matter of you know managing anything that might have been an issue and hoping anything that you know might have been. Bad wear and tear in your body ends up not manifesting just by taking really good care of yourself from now on. I mean, it's just—it's
3: yeah, it, one it, well, of the things.
2: It, it puts a little dark cloud over a lot of the crazy ass bumps that that wrestlers took ten years ago. When, when you think about the price, a lot of a lot of them in that those matches are pay, are going to be paying. Same thing with just watching the NFL. You know, it's just it's something I, I think more and more fans and viewers yeah. are going to become aware of that, and I think they'll be more fair with their expectations of what they want you to go through for them. And, and appreciate the things maybe that don't do long term damage.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, that's 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 one of the things too that like, you know, it's it's hard for people to understand. Like, you know, why don't, you know, why do not so and so go to WDB, You know, well, because they we want you to work, you know, four days a week, every week of the year, you know, and yeah. and they do international tours too, and that's hard. And just for uh, a regular body, especially once you get older, it's just just hard to do that. Even you know, with Jeff, like, you know, Jeff was looking for the smart decision, and I think that's what all his stuff was based upon.
7: You know, and and
4: and I think when it was all said and done, kind of knowing what he did, I I think he made a very smart decision. But it's, it's one of the things; it's hard for people to get that because you know they just know WWE. That is pro wrestling to to most people, and it's like they go, "Why can't you do WWE? Why can't you do that?" You know, don't don't wrestle for the ROH, you know, or don't wrestle for the TNA, you know. But it's they don't understand what it, you know, what it means to like take care of everybody and be a real human being because they're just kind of used to seeing that larger than life superstar on a WWE programming, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and I think too it'll help with TNA. Well, a couple subjects, couple reactions to that. One, TNA going to uh, a real arenas now instead of the Impact Zone, I think will give Jeff Hardy a chance when he is on Spike TV and people notice him there to be perceived as somebody who's in a major group. You know, I, I think, I mean, the Impact Zone was remarkably well designed for what it was and served its purpose for years for a promotion on a tight budget. But you really see on the tapings they just did where Jeff, well, Jeff wasn't on the tour, but when wrestlers are walking out in, that, in front of that crowd in England, it is uh, astoundingly more, uh, it makes them seem astoundingly bigger as wrestling stars sure. coming out to a crowd of that size with that kind of lighting and camera work. And so that's something where Jeff sticking around is at a good time because I don't know that TNA could fully take advantage of his star equity in the impact zone. But I think doing TVs at the arenas will help.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a huge step forward into growing into uh, somewhat of a a bigger wrestling company and one day being on the radar of the WWE.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Jeff Hardy is a guy – that if they i mean they have him and if you have a Jeff Hardy you build around him. I mean you don't you don't have Jeff Hardy and treat him as a mid-card guy. You know, Rob Van Dam I understand at age 41, slow down a little bit. Maybe he doesn't isn't as ambitious as he once was and he's more of a, you know, a kind of a star who's got a little bit of a grub he can give to other guys. I get that. Jeff Hardy's not that. Jeff Hardy's in his prime still and was given John Cena a run for his money as the most popular money-drawing act a few years back.
4: Well, and, and, and I'll tell you this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I mean... No, no, go Jeff, Jeff gets up. It, 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 like, Jeff never worked out when we were on the road. And he ate whatever. Jeff eats super strict now. He gets up at 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. He runs, uh, you know, he runs three or four miles, and mm. he works. It's insane. Like, I've never seen wow. it. It's just crazy, you know, but it's just... Where everything in his life kind of pointed to him making these changes, and he takes it very serious. When he comes home, he wants nothing to do with wrestling. But when yeah. he goes to wrestle now, he's very into his matches and he wants to make you good. But before, he would just when we teamed for so many years, he would just say, "Matt, you know what I can do? Tell me what to do and when to do it."
7: Yeah, and,
4: you know. But but now he's just so hands-on, and, and his mind is so good, and he's su- he's such a good worker. He's smarter than he's ever been, and he's very good at picking and choosing and stuff. And and he's just taking such good care of himself, and it's just. You know, it, it, it's awesome to see, especially from my standpoint.
2: I was going to say, as his brother and knowing him your whole life, I mean, it's one thing to hear Jeff Hardy stories or have a feeling that, you know, we have an idea of what he was like and to hear how different he is. But to witness it with your own eyes, what you just described, sometimes you just want to rub your eyes and wonder, am I really seeing my brother? Is this really Jeff? Uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, like, people who know, I mean, even I mean, Rebbe has just
4: known him since he's been like, Super responsible, Jeff, and I was just like, God, you can't imagine just how different. <laughs> you know, it's just it, 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 it. It's great to see. You know, and it's just once again, it's a testament to to how you know good good people like you know they 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 change because Jeff eyes has had the best heart of anyone you can, you'd ever meet. But yeah, you know, it's just once again a testament of you know people really do change and they evolve and they grow up and they mature and you know sometimes it just takes different circumstances to get people there, but you know, hopefully, hopefully they do. Either, like, kind of people get their, get their stuff together or they, they end up, you know, falling all, all together,
2: you know. So. How, how personally do you think Jeff is taking TNA's progress and success? I mean, is he, is he you know, he, say he doesn't want anything to do with wrestling when he gets home. And I, and I get that. I mean, it's good to comp- compartmentalize and have that escape so you're recharged when you go back to doing it. But does he feel like he wants TNA to succeed, or does he think, you know what, I'm going to bring what I can, but it's up to all the other people to figure out all the rest of the stuff?
4: No, no, I, I, I definitely think he's very passionate about when, when he's there and he's on the clock. Uh, he's very passionate about not only what he's doing; he's passionate about making the company
2: he works for better. Yeah, and I guess, do you think he will be personally disappointed if in a year or two TNA isn't in a substantially better place than they are today? Because he's going to get paid probably similar. Oh, I don't know how his contract structure, but probably pretty similar or the same, no matter what happens. But uh, I guess I'm just curious because it's not really a judgment because just different people approach things differently. But it's, do you sense from him that he's like, I really want TNA to succeed. I want it to get big.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he knows he's kind of the the, the flagship. He's the, he's the face of the company right now, and he obviously yeah. you know, he wants it to succeed. And he, I think he takes a lot of pride in him being the guy who's the face of the company and in, into doing well. So he wants yeah. to do whatever he can to you know to excel
2: that. And do you think he's at a point where he would speak up? And take a stand if he felt something uh,
4: absolutely, was being done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he, he will speak he he doesn't I mean he he doesn't care. He'll, he'll definitely speak up. I mean yeah. he's always been kinda laid back or you know, like he, he you know, like he's always been like a go with the flow tape type yeah. guy. But I mean just now that he's a dad and, you know, just with things he's been through, he's very much like, Okay, no, I I don't think this is cool or this should be a
2: different way or we I'm not gonna do this, you know, he's, yeah. Where That's back cool. in the day
4: he would kinda let a lot of that
2: slide, you know. Well my final topic, uh is Royal Rumble. Uh do you have any standout memory from being in a Royal Rumble that uh a funny story or a memorable moment uh from participating in a rumble? Uh, I mean the, the first rumble I ever had was the one I, I came down to that when I
4: just kinda started doing the uh the whole Matt Hardy version one since they have Mattitude thing and I remember yeah. I had to fight to get Shannon Moore to to for them to allow him to stay down a ringside, but I had these cool ideas like you know, where as a, as a hill, I could, you know, I could be thrown over the top open. I'm about to go, but he gets underneath me, and he's using his feet to, like, push me up like a leg press. And, and then we had Jeff come in the ring, and we got to square off, and Shannon, like, tried to cover me so he didn't hit the swan ton And he covered me, but Jeff hit it anyway. And, like, Shannon kept taking people's finishes throughout the match And I, I just felt like it was really entertaining. And it was fun, too, because it was one of my longer runs than the Rumble. I was in there for almost 35, 40 minutes. I, I don't know exactly, but for a long yeah. time. And uh, it, it was just a, a lot of fun, you know.
2: Very, very cool. There's, Matt, there's you're... A lot of
4: interaction, a lot of cool, creative stuff. Which the rumble is an awesome match. Yeah, you know, especially it's 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 so fun to watch, especially if it's if it's well thought out, you know, and you try and be creative with it, you know. And I and I felt like some of the stuff myself and Shannon were doing were, were different things that had never been done before, yep. which is always like you know, kind of icing on the cake. If it's a cool spot, if it's never been done before, that's like the icing on the cake a little better. So we got to do some, some really cool stuff, and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, once again, personally, it was the the longest I've ever been in a Royal Rumble. So that was that was probably my favorite Royal Rumble experience of all of them.
2: Matt, uh, your phone lasted to the end, so that is awesome. Um, thank you for your generous time once again. Uh, I love talking to you about, about, indi- about the business and – It's good to see things are going well for you, and we caught you at a good time with Jeff happening to make news yesterday. So, uh, great discussion, and uh, it was fun to take live calls and emails.
4: You got it, man. All right. Thanks. Take care of yourself.
2: We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Take care, Matt. All right, man. Thanks to uh, all the VIP members for joining us, too. And uh, on behalf of Matt Hardy, Wade Keller signing off. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's gonna give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list And you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect. And I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook. But I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not gonna get that with Factor meals. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. There's keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You don't have to calorie count or try to figure out how much protein or carbs you're getting. They balance it for you. With 34 Chef Prepared Dietitian Approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. I always look forward to hitting refresh on the Factor website and seeing the new date pop up for the meal plan a couple weeks out and selecting the meals that I want. You don't have to select meals, they will automatically send you their selection based on your prior selections, but you can customize it too. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes in the microwave, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get, this is clever, 50% off your first box. That's code wade50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash wade50. Treat your body right, give yourself more energy, and save time and money with Factor Meals and get 50% off with coupon code Wade50.
11: Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT
1: live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe or listen on demand and see the entire P.W. Torch
11: Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers.
2: With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with P.W. Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership. As soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute, you'll get a link and you click on it, and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including BeyondPod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed. With a VIP membership, pwtorch.com/goVIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. pwtorch.com/goVIP. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. WadeKeller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. WadeKeller Podcast at PWTorch.com. As many of you know, I like my food analogies when it comes to pro wrestling. Don't ask me how I make it work, but I think I do some of the time. I, I really actually am into food. I like uh, nutrient-dense food. I think about what I eat. I think about what I put on my body. I think I make good choices, and I have good energy, and I maintain my weight well. And part of that is whole foods and nutrient density. But that's not always possible when you're in a rush or when you don't want to order out and spend the money on the tip and waiting for the driver to show up. And a lot of us don't always have time to cook. Some people just don't like to cook. And that's where Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals come into play. I have regularly ordered those on my own. I found that I like to have a supply of Factor meals always on hand. It takes about two minutes to heat and eat. Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast. Savor the harvest season with Factors' pumpkin feast for two, featuring fall's most craved flavor, pumpkin. This ready-to-eat bundle helps you make the most of autumn with a full spread that feeds, too. It might make for a good fall date night. Factors rotating meals have a ton of fall options every week, too. You can add your seasonal favorites like three-bean vegan chili, one of my favorites, or Tuscan tomato chicken or many other options on their menu, which changes every week. In fact, Factor offers 30-plus meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. If you need more protein, you can now add protein to select vegan and veggie meals to pack an additional boost in every bite. If you're trying to work out or just increase your protein content, Factor makes that easy. And Factor, as I noted, is cheaper and quicker than takeout. Seriously, thanks to their commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can actually feel good about what you're eating every day, and it tastes great. They don't add a bunch of extra salt and artificial ingredients to try to fake it. They use real whole food, and you'll taste it. So when things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. In fact, has options for everyone, however you like to eat. You can choose from keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and Protein Plus to get chef-crafted, dietitian approved recipes you'll look forward to every time. As many of you know, I eat a primarily vegan diet, and I choose vegan options. And the variety of options just in the vegan category keeps me going. Again, I can attest to this as someone who likes to cook and likes to eat out. And frankly, I'm kind of picky about restaurants I'll go to a second and third time. These are chef-crafted recipes packed with restaurant-quality flavor. Factor keeps renewing their sponsorship of this show, and they have through the year 2023, because our listeners have found this to be a product that works for them. I think it will work for you. One thing I've found that's helped me maintain my weight as I've aged is nutrient density. It's about eating food that has high-quality ingredients without a lot of processed, empty calories. And Factor's dietitians have figured that out for you. They've done the work and they deliver it to your doorstep. So here's what you do: head over to go.factor75.com/wade60. I'll repeat that in a second here, and you'll get 60% off your first box. That's code Wade60 when you go to go.factor75.com/wade60. That's go.factor75.com/wade60. To get 60% off your first box, give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at pwtorch.com/papercopy. It's 12 pages every week, packed with my TV reports, along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin. Alan Cunahan and Zach Hadorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. pwtorch.com slash paper Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a pro wrestling torch newsletter paper copy edition in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous in-depth insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30-plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all-text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them, plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year-end review features, including ranking Pro Wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch Urine Awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. PwTorch.com slash go VIP. PwTorch.com slash go VIP. That's PwTorch.com slash go VIP for full information information and our sign up form it's more than podcasts it's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year
10: every sunday night catch wrestling night in america on pwtorchdailycast.com hosted by me PW Torch columnist greg parks each week i'll welcome a co-host from the torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling taking your calls and emails You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit pwtorchdailycast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, pwtorchdailycast.com.
11: Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with Mixed Martial Arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover... Every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand. At pwtorchdailycast.com, where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Cast.
2: It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of VIP-exclusive audio shows, such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week, dedicated to a focus look at WWE news and a focus look at AEW news, along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view, VIP-exclusive roundtables, and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles, Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PWTorch VIP membership. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? pwtorch.com, daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop. Visit us throughout the day every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30-plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all-text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine-slash-newsletter-style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them, plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year-end review features, including ranking Pro Wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch Year-End Awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. PWTorch.com slash Go That's PWTorch.com slash Go for full information and our sign up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year.
8: Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the pro Wrestling Paradise at PWTorch VIP, as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the U.S., Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place where wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger and our I Was There When shows where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Prorest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free vip mobile site see you in the paradise you can support us
2: on patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed the weight killer processing podcast weight killer processing post shows and the pw torch daily cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed plus a few bonus vip shows throughout the month for just four dollars and 99 cents a month check it out patreon.com slash pw torch vip that's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying, and let us know what you want us to talk about, and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com.